the Ron and Fez show starts right now. Something weird is going on here. You know, Paul isn't the first one who's died. Remember Dr. Carlson over at Bellevue? Yeah. His car blew up, too. Dr. Carlson is dead? Yeah, an explosion, just like Paul's. Hey, you think it's got something to do with that night? I think it's got something to do with something. I think we have to go see the army. Because they're not telling us something. We have to find out what it is. Oh, come on, Professor. What makes you think the army's gonna give you any answers, huh? I mean, you're gonna be butting your head up against a brick wall. Let's get ourselves a board. Yeah, you should find yourself a shrink. It's bad grass, it's all it was, man. I mean, there's no such things as demons. Come on.
all, buddies. It's the Ron and Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Ron Bennington, Fez Watley, Chris Tanley, and Eastside Dave McDonald. Ready to get the show started today. It appears to be uh, a lost day. If I was to go by the hallway walking in here today, uh, quite a few people watched Lost on television last night. But it doesn't seem like a lot of people are talking about the Super Bowl. I'm going by the water cooler rule of this, Fez, because uh, you want to talk about the things that people talk about around the water cooler. That's Radio 101. Lost? It's always amazing to me how much conversation people are willing to have about television. Yeah, and I think uh, also on the other side of it, I think a lot of people are like me, where they just haven't gotten the Super Bowl fever yet. Oh, I see, and they have the lost fever. That lost fever is right now overriding Super Bowl fever. Maybe the, the real problem with the Super Bowl is that we play it every year. Maybe the Olympics are onto something where it should be every four years, and then you would have a fever. Oh, I would be excited. I mean, I don't watch winter sports at all for four years in a row. I'll be checking out Winter Olympics. Sure you will. Everyone does. They go, I, I have no idea what's happening and how uh, alpine skiing works, but uh, I'm loving it. I want to be part of it. So maybe that's the deal. Super Bowl every four years... And maybe Lost should only come on every four years. Maybe the fact that people are so excited about Lost is because it hasn't been around all this time. That's what works. I'll give you uh, another thing that's starting, I think, this week. And that's the little girls are walking around America. Do you want these cookies? Do you want our little Girl Scout cookies? Now, because you can't get them the rest of the year, mm -hmm. you're like, fuck yeah. What kind of crazy question is that? Of course I want the Super Bowl. So of course I want your little Girl Scout cookies. Come in. Come in. Let's talk about it. I have already put my order in. I have Girl Scout cookie fever. You where Now, how did they find you? They come to your house or are they on the street? I have a relative. I see. Connections to the Girl Scouts. Well, normally it's a woman from work whose daughter is in the Girl Scouts. Mm -hmm. Then she walks around work. Does everybody want the cookies? And you're like, yeah. But if someone said to you, do you want an Oreo? Fuck no. I don't want an Oreo. Can I have it anytime? <laughs> it, and it's the weirdest thing. It's abundance makes you like things less. And when you can't get to something, they're great. Um, when the iPod came out, everybody was obsessed. I don't have my iPod yet. I'm freaking out without my iPod. Now they've been out, what, five, six years? Mm -hmm. eh, you might have your iPod with you. You might not. Somebody else wants it. You know, they used to talk about their iPod. <clears throat> what do you have on your list? You go over. When's the last time you was asked to see somebody else's iPod so you can check it out? You don't care because you fucking had it too much. Anything in life is better once uh, once you find out it's difficult to get. If there's a restaurant in town that you can't get reservations, that's the fucking place you want to go. The place that you that is on every corner, you don't give a shit. If there was only one Starbucks, everybody would be lined up to get the fucking Starbucks. The fact that they have this business plan where they're every 15 feet, 
No one cares about the Starbucks. So maybe that's the smart thing that Lost did right from the get-go. Well, we haven't been around in a while. Now you're like, fuck, come in and tell me everything you possibly can. Tell me everything there is to know about Lost. I want to know about it. Football has been on for the last 18 weeks. Well, and not even to mention preseason. You had it Saturdays and Sundays with college. You really don't. It's just another game. The Super Bowl is just another game. Well, the Super Bowl, you know, now February 7th. It used to be wrapped up before the end of January. Now we are diving close to uh, a Valentine's Day Super Bowl. Well, We're getting closer and closer each year. The uh, March Madness is big because nobody really watches college basketball. And, they, and to most Americans, it feels like it's March, college basketball is starting. Because they don't sit around and watch the uh, rest of the games. Baseball, same thing. They run 162 games. You get a little tired of baseball by the time it's done. The Girl Scouts were onto something. Now, the fact of the matter is you could get some type of Girl Scout cookie all year long. They already have these cookies that are similar to the Tagalongs and the Thin Mints and all that kind of shit. Right. They're in the supermarket. You know, they have a different name, but they're there. You don't want those fucking cookies. You want the ones that you cannot get. That suddenly becomes the perfect cookie. Well, and they also do the gimmick of put your order in and you'll get your cookies, what, six to eight weeks later? Yeah. So, so you've got that anticipation as the well. Exci- the excitement level. And, it's the excitement level. And I believe, I think it's new this year. I ordered a new flavor. Thank you very much. What? It, uh, yeah, thank you very much, uh, New Girl Scout cookie. So I believe it's a combination of dried cranberries, crisp rice, and vanilla-flavored cream. Mm. Why do they need a New Girl Scout cookie? You already have Thin Mint. What else do you possibly want besides the greatest cookie in the world? Thin Mint. Thin Mint brought to you by Thin Girls. I didn't even... Uh, it's weird. I don't even know there's a lot of... Is there as many Girl Scouts as there used to be? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I didn't know that. I think I think they're probably doing better than the Army in recruiting. Yeah, because you, you don't see the kids walking around like you used to in their uniforms. Same with, like, Boy Scouts and shit. You just don't run into them on the street. You're more likely to run into a gangbanger. Yeah, but it's like you said. It's all, you know, the corporate uh, warfare of the parents selling cookies. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866 866- Ron Zero Fez. It is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, Chris Tanley, are you a loss watcher? I am, but uh, I, I passed out sick last night and missed it. Yeah. So that I sucks. guess we can't talk. We, no, we'll, talk about it. I like no. it. I don't mind things being fucking ruined. You don't want this to be ruined. No, you can ruin it for me. I don't care. You should talk about it. I uh, read Wikipedia's and movies before I even see I, it. I'm only going to tell you this. We found out everything uh, about the smoke monster last night. Oh, shit. That mystery has been solved. That's one off the list. It's fucking batshit over there right now. Lost is batshit nutty. You won't be able to... You are so far behind the rest of us now. It's like you've never seen Lost. And I'm not going to bring it up on the show. I'm going to do it for you today. No, it's okay. I'm not, Maybe I'll just yell spoiler alert if I have anything to say. Uh, all right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, the guys uh, don't haven't hooked up my phones for me today. It's a new staff. It's uh, Everybody's running differently. 
Uh, Fez, we got new kids, new kids on the block. And this Paulie's just, he's through the roof terrific. I can't say enough good things about this Paulie. Uh, there's no stopping him. Here's Greg in Connecticut. Greg, you're on the Run of Fez show. I guess the main ingredient to be a Eight six six Run Zero Fez. Tom, Tom in New Jersey, you're on the Run of Fez show. Eight six six Run Zero Fez. Yeah. There's a place in uh, Riverdale, New Jersey, that has Girl Scout cookies all year long. I don't like want any part of them. I don't uh, want any part of that place. I, I only want to find. I, I only want to find out from work. That's the only place. I want, and then I even want to make the person suffer. Unless it's a little girl. If it's an adult, I'll be like, really? Girl Scout cookies? Why don't you stop back in a half an hour? I'm going to think about it. Make her suffer a little bit. What do I care? So you watched the uh, loss last night, Fezzi, and anything else? Um, Anything else? No, I'm waiting for the Johnny Weird uh reality show to catch that that you talked about yesterday on Sundance well, headed you, into the Winter Olympics all you'd have to fucking do is then just go to the in demand because they've got all of them uh, they've got every single one of them and they're all pumped up and ready to go he's the hot queer with the great rear he's Johnny Weir uh, fascinating uh, skater fez and the skate becomes a dance the skate becomes a dance um Lost last night was the main show, but the rest of the TV is starting to pump back up again. The interesting thing here is that the uh, the Conan Leno bit is finally kind of like dropped, and you're still getting like a couple of articles that say Conan's a good person, but all that excitement and all that fever out of our lives now. Leno is just going to go back to where Leno went. And the people who watched him before will watch him, and everyone's just going to act like this was the Dallas uh, season, where people didn't uh, pay attention to what happened that one season on Dallas. The Conan time on the Tonight Show was just a dream. It was a nice distraction, though, when really we didn't have our main TV shows on. That's what it was. It, uh, it's like when the news is soft, boom, something becomes big that wouldn't be. Right, so uh, we're waiting for Idol to ramp back up and Lost to come back on. <sighs> Gordon Ramsay's back on now with Kitchen Nightmares. I don't watch the American Kitchen Nightmares. I like the British ones. I'll watch the ones on the British channels, the American Kitchen Nightmares. Um, they're too reality show to me. They're a little bit tacky. Where the British ones are really fucked up people. The last uh, Kitchen Nightmares, though, was in Philly. And uh, I think you will appreciate it. All right, Philadelphia, of course, uh, really jumping on top of the cuisine thing. And I say that to you, Fez, because I know you're getting the food, because I saw you this morning going out to buy a hot dog before the show started. Fez is the Mark Sanchez of radio. You needed a hot dog at 10 minutes to 11. Yeah. And I then you explained to me, you only go to the place with the good bun, and you don't have mustard in the morning. Right, yeah, we have uh, the the guy that's on the corner here by our building. Sorry, soggy buns. I don't know whether he's soaking wasn't them it, in the hot dog water. Wasn't that your nickname in high school, soggy buns? It was for a bit, and that was just to, due to an unfortunate accident. No. So I go a block or two over and get the, go to the guy with the better buns. The Kitchen Nightmare show uh, runs in Britain, and there's also one that runs here in the United States. And you said this one took place in Philadelphia? Yeah, um, Fishtown? 
There, is there a fish town? It was uh, called uh, the Hot Potato, and it was it was basically like three women doing your Joe Biden impression. It was unbelievably funny. <laughs> For me, I think it's the, the normal way people talk. I know. I guess so. So it was it was great. Uh, Dave said something on to me today. He said that, and you love the Lost show. I worship Lost. Yeah, I know that you do. And I don't know whether you checked out Pitsy's Twitter today. I haven't yet. But it had mine equal blown is all he had. <laughs> I think I wrote Lost equals best show ever. I also re read your Twitter where you said you were so excited about Lost you had to fart. <laughs> I was. Which, I was getting so like... You're really going for the weird thing? <laughs> do you think to yourself, how weird do I need to be? No, I just get like when I get a lot of anxiety, I start to flatulate. Mm -hmm. And Lost was literally giving me like the farts. Uh, by the way, the buns on the guy that Fez goes to, fantastic. And by buns, I mean yeah. great ass. That's yeah. what he's looking for. Uh, but you were telling me on Lost, you believe Jack has a, a big future outside of television. Yes, I do. I actually think that Matthew uh, um, Fox is could be an actual legitimate movie star. Unlike some people who tried it, like as much as I love Ted Danson, he's just a TV actor. He, well, then, I, if this is true, uh, this Matthew Fox or Jack... Jack. As we know him from Lost, the uh, moral compass of the show, who, for whatever reason, gets beat up a lot and then also decides he quits. <laughs> he is the moral thing, I'm just not doing it anymore. He's like the McFoley like, of Lost. fucking crying. Yeah. Um, but he would have been, he was on Party of Five or something for fucking five years. Yes. Then Lost for five years. And that hasn't translated yet into people in, in Hollywood calling him for movies. I think, though, once Lost ends, he will develop a, a film career. I think, he actually, he could I, be a next Harrison Ford, even. Yeah, but could he be a good actor? Yeah. All right, let, or will he be the next Harrison Ford? <laughs> uh, let me check with Fez. Fez, Matthew Fox, does he have a shot at a film career? No. Nope. There you go. No way. There you have it. This is the man who told us Leno would be back at 1130. <laughs> I told people that. People mocked me for it. All right. Stay on the uh, Matthew Fox. Focus yourself. Why can't he make it? I don't think there's enough there. I mean... There's no there there. Yeah. I mean, he should be the big personality on this TV show. That's how the show started. Well, he still years is. Ago. Now, I think other people have passed him up. I think Locke has passed him up. I think Sawyer has passed him up. Ben Linus has passed him up on this show. I, I don't think there's enough charisma there well, for he him to be leading man. He doesn't get to do any of the exciting things that they get to do, though. He doesn't get to be evil. And mm -hmm. all those people get their times to be really evil, and that's when you get to yeah. chew the scenery. But uh, Jack, his personality comes to this. Either he's the moral compass, we have to do these things today, or sly little boy smile just the <laughs> smile just the little shy smile that he gets i don't uh i don't know what else you have for him there i think he's good i mean i i don't think i think we, in terms of being a movie star you have to be viewed as a hero and you have to have good looks i think he has all of it uh bobby in new york you're on fez hey ronnie it's bobby the champ hey bobby what's going on 
Um, my chick was telling me she was watching Entertainment Tonight last night, and they had uh, Matthew Fox saying that he's quitting acting. He's moving to some northern hills of California, building a house, and not acting anymore. I, I don't know how true that is, but Here's that's the what thing. she told me. I believe he quit acting about four or five years ago. <laughs> if it was really up, he's like, look, I got these two looks for you. If you can fit them into the show, great. Either that or just have someone keep punching and kicking me. It's such an S&M show. Between him and Sawyer, they get their asses beat on a constant level. They fight a lot. No, not just with each other. With other people just come yeah. up and torture them. <laughs> Concussion syndrome. Yeah, it's true. You know Hurley's totally done. You know his his thing. I think Evangeline Lilly could be a movie star though. Although she hasn't had any pop, and if you really looked at it, whatever she was selling in that first season was like the sexiest thing in the world. And now she's like uh, Victoria Principal. She's an attractive woman, but she doesn't seem sensual. The sexuality with her has stopped. She stopped trying to put it out there. And Hurley will just become like rerun, where it was like you know his name, but they threw rerun in the middle of it. What, what is Hurley's real name? I think it's like Jorge Garcia. Jorge right. Hurley Garcia. I like that though. Uh, so you say Hurley, Comic Cons, uh, sign his shit at Comic Cons. Oh, definitely, yep. yeah. Or Hugo. He pretty much only goes by Hugo these days. Does he really? Yeah, you you don't hear like the Hurley being tossed out anymore. Well, he sees dead people, <laughs> and maybe if they ever do a Sixth Sense too, he could be the grown-up kid, <laughs> where he's still seeing dead people. He may help bring back Celebrity Fit Club. And, yeah. Like Terry O'Gwynn, he was in movies before Lost. He was in Young Guns and stuff. Uh, Rob, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Fezzy. Yes, sir. Fezzy. Simon Cowell is going to release a uh, an all-star celebrity singing version for Haiti Relief uh, to be released this Saturday called Everybody Hurts. Will I, you be purchasing it? I, I saw some of it on TV, Fez. Simon Cowell. And this comes out at the same time as We Are the World. Uh, and Simon Cowell's doing his own re We Are the World with a much better song. You know, it's a song that you can sing along with. And it seems like he's got a lot of people from the X uh, Factors in England singing it. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be a bigger song in England than it is here. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to listen to it. That song tears me apart. Well, you're, it's supposed to, and then you send money to Haiti. Um, Let now me the send we, the money without having to listen to it. The we Are the World, I've seen some of the pictures of that, and there's um, three times the stars that we had last time. I saw Barbara Streisand in there, mm -hmm. and for some reason, I saw Vince Vaughn. And Vince Vaughn was on TV, and Vince Vaughn said that every song is like a prayer, and it's great to be here praying for, with these people for Haiti. And I did not know he was. Uh, I didn't know he was a triple threat. I didn't know he could sing, dance, and um, and act. I didn't know this. Like he's the uh, new Dan Aykroyd. Then no, there's a couple Dan Aykroyds in there. <laughs> there's more than just one Dan Aykroyd in this one. The dude is also fucking well, singing. He's a country music star. I guess point. he is now. I guess he is. You play one on TV. He's gonna take that shit on tour, like Spinal Tap. That yeah. shit. All right. So, what's gonna be bigger? We are the world, or everybody hurts. It's going to be We Are the World. Really? Fez going against his favorite song. Uh, Dave, what's going to be bigger? Um, Everybody Hurts will be bigger because uh, Simon Cowell is the man with the golden touch. He does seem to be the man with the golden touch. He's a genius. 
And yet, I don't know why. Because if you really look at it... Well, he wears V-necks. What does he do? What What is it that he brings? He brings a V-neck and a Roger Maris haircut. Uh, Lewis in Manhattan, you're in Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Um, I got an Ichiban for you. What do you got, pal? Uh, the new real world is going to be in 3D. I, uh, right now, uh, saying in 3D, Fezzi was like saying... Technicolor back in the 60s. <laughs> it is soon going to be just the accepted run. Everything will have to be in 3D. Who dropped these cigars for me, these uppercuts? That was Half Astronaut from the uh, Austin, uh, Austin fans. Well, Half Astronaut is my new favorite. Sending me some... Uh, and he's the guy who wants us to come to Austin? Yeah, he the loves fuck it. are we waiting for? Let's just go. Let's Road just... Let's road trip this motherfucker. Oh, by road trip, we're not even taking a plane, huh? It's just all of us in a, <laughs> all of us in a fucking Impala. Just right cruising. Fuck you. Hell yeah. It'd be fun. All right, but Dave doesn't get to drive. He's oh. too fucking nuts. Oh, come on. I'm a really good driver. I actually... Nobody trusts you because I've seen your fucking Twitios when you're screaming at people that aren't there. <laughs> what? The Twitio of you... That person was behind me. No. It's just the camera was distorted. Like, if you have a shot... And then when really you long, said you were on your ass, they looked like there were six fucking car lines <laughs> ahead of you. It, it was, was maybe one of the worst shot videos you've ever done. <laughs> it was all about the camera angle, but it wasn't, you know, because, you know, sometimes the camera angles distort the distance. I wanted to uh, check up with you. How's your daughter doing? I know she's copying from your son, and she went to the hospital right. yesterday. Well, she went to the doctor. Okay. Um, just shitting all over the place, totally dehydrated, shitting and farting. Just unbelievable. What's wrong with her? Um, she That's just has the flu. She's usually very healthy, but she has the flu. You know what it is? February. <laughs> the, the little body starts to get sick of the winter after a while. My mom just calls like two minutes ago and uh -huh. says it's urgent. I'm like, great. Well, what happened now? If it's my dad in the hospital <laughs> yeah, right. and she's she's cell phone shopping Same and needs some advice, which model to get. That means like, urgent. That's not urgent, mom. You know that I'm on the air. <laughs> but she's in the store now. I, uh, yeah, honey, I got one of these uh, portable phones. Um, what portable phone do I want? And she said, because I know you don't like your BlackBerry, so I don't want to make the mistake you did. I go, Mom, they're talking to me. What kind do you have so I don't did buy you, it? Did you say they're talking they're to me? They're talking to me about Lost. Like, stop. They're talking to me, Mom. This is what it's I Rupert do. You know that if you played for the Yankees, you'd be getting calls when you were up the bat. <laughs> David, David, your father and I... I heard a radio show the other day from the 50s. Garrison Keillor simulcast tomorrow. You want tickets? How many different um, how many different Super Bowls are they running there on the Sirius? I saw this yesterday. Uh, Sirius is running, Fezzi, the Super Bowl in 10 different languages. 10 different languages. Uh, let's go off the list here of some of the different languages that the Super Bowl is available in. Well, number one, um, you've got English, and that's great. But that's not enough for you. Just the national broadcast is not enough. You also get the Colts broadcast. In case you want to go, I want to listen to the game, but I don't want anybody happy when the Saints score. <laughs> you can get the Colts broadcast. Just from a real Indianapolis point of view. And then you could also get the Saints broadcast. And this is for the people that when they hear a game, 
they need to hear the announcer say, we scored, <laughs> and that's good for us, or that ref is insane. Um, then you have a couple of different Spanish broadcasts. Uh, Russian broadcast is available, Sirius 154 and XM 107. The French broadcast, Japanese broadcast is coming down, German Italian, Dutch, Danish, and Hungarian. Now, it makes you wonder what the Hungarian people did the rest of the fucking season. <laughs> the rest of the season, they have nobody to listen to. They don't understand what's happening out there. But the fucking one part of the year, the one game they can get to. Now, if you don't speak English... I don't know how the Hungarian person is going to find out that he goes to Sirius 90 XM 112. But if there is a possibility that this goes across, he will be able to listen to the game in Hungarian. I believe Weird. this will be the most least listened to broadcast in the history of broadcasting. The Hungarian Super Bowl. But it's available for you, ladies and gentlemen. If you've got a Hungarian grandmother who never learned the language, and you say, I want May May to be able to hear the fucking game. <laughs> it's for Zsa, Zsa Gabor. That's really it. Serious 90, XM 112, Hungarian up the fucking Super Bowl. That's awesome. It's hysterical. There's no, um, like, German? Yeah, there is German. Oh, there is German. Okay, I didn't hear that one. Uh, we've got, uh, it's odd here, Japanese... German and Italian are all one after each other. The access uh, powers. This is the way the Super Bowl would have been played if we would have lost World War II. I want to check out the German broadcast. Well, you should. It's right there for you. I heard they love their football, their American football. Foosball. Yeah. They call it foosball. The Germans do. Uh, Germany was the one uh, country who latched on yeah. to the uh, wacky European League, which I think is dried up now, right? Um, I don't know if it's dried up or I, but I think there was when by the time it was done, if it is, it was just German teams left. Yeah, it was no, all hot, no, because they had four of the league. There was like eight teams in the league. Four of them were in Germany. Oh, okay. They were the, and I think Scotland liked it. Yeah, it looks uh, like it's dried bit. up in two thousand seven. Yeah, no one really. Uh, the last champion was the Hamburg Sea Devils. Uh, no one really uh, cares all that much about the. European League. It just didn't get over. Although a couple no. of the players were able to bounce back to, yeah. to the U.S. But uh, Arena was a better like minor league system. Than I hope Vince Vaughn gets a solo. I hope at a certain fucking point, Vince Vaughn just grabs the mic away from Celine Dion <laughs> and just fucking starts to rock that thing. It sounds like he conned his way into the studio. Oh, you say conned, but I don't know if there is a door in America... Locked for Mr. Vince Vaughn. I think Vince Vaughn has taken himself to that Bill Murray place where it's not just the roles that he's played, but his entire personality that makes the country say, we like you. He's everything that, because guys want to drink with him and chicks still want to bang him. Still? Even though he let himself go? I, I said still intentionally because, you know, he has... Really yeah, it's not fucking swingers. It's not no. swingers. It's very far from swingers. Uh, the waist is getting wi wider, the hairline is going up, and still, movie star, 
Can't get enough of him. <laughs> and that reminds you of Bill Murray. Yeah. Bill Murray has not gone out of his way to dress in fucking 30 years. So, I mean, Bill Murray was always kind of like grungy. Like in Kaishak, you know. He never look, played sexy. Yeah, whereas Vince Vaughn used to be a, considered a very, you know, sexy man. Only for swingers. There wasn't another role. Jurassic Park 2? Um, you may be the only person who enjoyed <laughs> that film. Was he supposed to be hunky in Jurassic yeah, Park 2? his too? shirt was like kind of, all, you know, he, his shirt was either off or just sweaty and stuff. See, I don't remember that at all. I don't remember the Jurassic Park 2, other than saying this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I actually preferred Jurassic Park 3, where there was a scene where the raptor was on the fucking plane when the guy woke I never up. Saw it. it was like, <laughs> it's the funniest scene yeah. ever in movies. A guy's like taking a nap, and there's a fucking raptor sitting next to him, and he wakes up screaming. That's And terrible. then it's just a dream sequence. <laughs> but it's fucking unbelievably fantastic. That's like during Jaws 4, when the shark followed the mom to the Bahamas. Like, this time what? is personal. George Dolls 4. Now, how he got the information <laughs> that the mom was in the Bahamas, uh, that's beyond me. Why? Smell. And, yeah, but that's, that's a long way to smell. And remember, uh, he wasn't the same Jaws as before. Right. No, he was the son of, of Jaws. She so, actually said that. So the son of Jaws, <laughs> I don't know how he picked up the information that this is the family Yes. They killed him, not yeah. even the, the original guy. Yeah, the mother, the, yeah, the, the wife, um, who the shark would have never met. Right. So it doesn't make any sense that way. So it's you kill one of mine, I kill one of yours. Yeah, essentially. I, again, but really the grudge holder would have been the, the one who died. And Michael Caine was in that movie, yeah. which is even more Well, this crazy. is even funnier. Michael mm -hmm. Caine won an Oscar for, um, I guess, Hannah and her sisters. Yeah. But he couldn't pick it up because he was shooting Jaws 4 <laughs> in the fucking Bahamas. That's great. <laughs> he loves to act, that he, guy. He, well, he loves money. Yeah. He loves money. There are certain people that their bank account is so big. And Jay Moore brought this up to us about Robin Williams, where he has even said, I will, uh, I'll do it. <laughs> Whatever it is, if you have the check, I'll fucking do it because I have a lot of houses and I have a lot of expenses, and I don't give a shit about the art part of it. We should, like, raise some money and shoot a Robin Williams movie. Yeah. There are some people, they are in it for the money. There are some people that are in it for the art. And uh, New York Magazine has done an article uh, on a gentleman who's considered the New York artist right now. Uh, he's starred in movies. Uh, he's written two novels. He works uh, on plays, not only on plays, but directing plays at some really cool places hmm. downtown works as a journalist uh and he's considered now the new york artist and that is mr ethan hawk <laughs> the person that fez watley tells us gets no respect whatsoever i want you to pick up the new <laughs> new york magazine fez okay and sit and suffer um through the accolades that are sent to one of your many nemesis yeah, as soon as someone goes on the enemies list, that's when the world feels the need to start embracing. Well, again, he's not just being put out there as an actor, but as an artiste, uh, much like Mr. George Clooney. Or, And I don't know why you need an enemies list, but who's ever on it becomes a very, very lucky bastard in terms of publicity. 
Ethan Hawke should be on a mumbler's list. That's how he acts by mumbling. Two Oscar nominations. He's good. I, I like the, the Ethan Hawke. He's able someone... to do able to do the small movies or the big blockbusters. I think he's really coming um, come of age as he's gotten older too. The movie he made with Philip Seymour Hoffman was fantastic. Uh, Before the, the Devil, Devil Knows You're Dead. Dead yeah. uh, love that movie. That was sensational. He was great in it. He really was terrific. Sidney Lumet uh, directed that film, and there he is, toe to toe with the actor of this generation, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Actually, stealing pussy from him. <laughs> That's how fucking good he is. <laughs> Ethan Hawke thinks smoking is acting. If he's smoking in a scene, he thinks that's acting. Watch, watch how much he puts into his smoking. How long each draw takes. Let me guess. The last film you saw with him, Reality Bites? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was, you know what year? I would say, what, five, six years ago? 93, 94. All yeah. right, a little bit longer. So uh, you don't exactly keep up. 17 years ago, yeah. 93. <laughs> mm. Why an enemies list? Why would a person who's not in show business, by any stretch of the imagination, decide they have an enemies list? And uh, mainly fill it with Oscar nominees. <laughs> I just feel bad because like, if Fez ever runs into Ethan Hawke, now he can't like shake his hand or have a nice conversation. Well, you'll never know who comes by and, do and, and does this show. You know, Whoever yeah. shows, uh, shows up at Sirius and they bring him in to do the show, Ethan Hawke could be sitting in here. And then Fez Watley, who's had uh, now over a decade of rage, will get them in water and uh, help him with his headphones <laughs> and tell him that he's a big fan. I mean, did he do anything personal to you? Like, I don't like no. Jeff Goldblum, but that was because the man, you know, acted no, like a jerk. No, I've never me. met Ethan Hawke. I've never had a personal run-in with him. I just don't. I just don't like his acting. But you I, have, I, it just—it just seems like if I keep, if I squint my eyes and act real lazy, that's acting. It's—it's it's just very monotone and mumbly to me. But you've also uh, stated that you haven't seen anything in 17 years that he's done. <laughs> no, Reality Bites ruined it for me. I was done. What about that Poet Society? Seriously, I was still on board at that point. I think. Oh, so you thought he was good in that? Because he—I was... I didn't think he was good. I mean, oh. but I—he hadn't made the list yet. So uh, George Clooney. Uh, Sandra Bullock, Ethan Hawke, Foundry Music Jeff. These are the people that that Fez battles with. Oh, Sandra Bullock just has to stop it now, too, with these post-Oscar nomination interviews. Now her latest thing is that, oh, I never expected the phone to ring with an Oscar nomination. Never expected to get one. Uh, you've uh, tied for Critics' Choice. SAG Award, Golden Globe. Yeah, no clues there that you might have a shot at Oscar, at an Oscar nomination. It's just such bull. Well, uh, let's go over here to Bill. Bill in Boston, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, Fez, what about Before Sunrise? I thought that was an incredible movie. Very good. Yeah. Very good movie. Never saw it. And then, uh, was it Before Sunset? Is yep. that it? That was the sequel. That he was nominated for as co-writer. Yeah. Nominated as for an Oscar's co-writer. Nine years later. You know, in Reality Bites, the uh, video camera scene, yeah. that's why Tarantino cut out his video camera scene in Pulp Fiction. He had a whole scene where Uma Thurman was taping Travolta. Mm. Uh, John, Columbia, you're on Run of Fez. 
Yeah, Dave, how about that part where they got him in that bathtub in training day and they're going to fucking blow his it's head amazing. off? That's, yeah. some, that's some pretty intense I just, shit. I just is. watched training day. Training day back I, on I cable. Actually, it's back on cable. I actually think it's... I actually didn't like it when it first came out. I don't know why. I, no, I just thought it was overhyped because of the Denzel shit. Denzel was fucking unbelievable I in that, dude. I know. I just rewatched it. It's When are you going to get it in your fucking head that Denzel's a great fucking actor? <laughs> what do I have to do to convince you? What do I got to do to put you in the Denzel car? You know, I don't know. Maybe Glory 2, the sequel. No, he won't be in it. <laughs> he was unbelievable in Glory. Yeah, no. And he was unbelievable in fucking Training Day. He's great. He's and great. then the people who know him... Say that is Denzel. Yeah. That's the way that crazy fuck acts. That's kind of scary when you think yeah. about it, because he was a scary fucking guy in that movie. Yeah, he was frightening. And you man. felt for like Ethan Hawke. You're like, he's not going to get out of this. No, he ain't. He's he's fucked up. <laughs> he, there are certain people in life that can only hurt you if you get close to them. That like they're not bad as an enemy. You know how to deal with them as a friend. They are the ones that can tip yeah. your life over. By being close, you can fuck up. Yeah, it was just brilliant how Denzel kept giving him some, some booze, kept mm. giving him a shot here and there, maybe a little weed. And by the end, he was like, you, you, you can't fucking uh, go against me. I'll fucking rat you out. Yeah, the fucking weed was cut with dust. <laughs> right. So he can't even... And like, what fucking... You're, you're going to fucking be like a DA agent. You, don't fucking, you can't smell <laughs> the difference between marijuana and dust. He's a rookie. Fuck, he was a rookie for fucking real then. <laughs> That's beyond rookie. Yeah. That's like a priest doesn't know the difference between us two. Akiba, you're on Running Fez. Hi, you're on the Running Fez show. Hello? Yes, go ahead. Hey, uh, I, I want to disagree with Fez. I think that Gattaca was a fantastic Ethan Hawke movie, and it's my number one movie of all time. Well, that makes you even dumber. Uh, did you see the Gattaca Fez? No, I didn't see Gattaca. Why the hate then? I don't understand why you're even saying like I don't. I'm not a fan of the person's acting, but you've taken it to a place of hate. Yeah, I just, I just annoyed, annoyed by it. But you haven't seen it in 17 years. No, you haven't. Not you've, you've yet to give us a reason for the man to make the enemies list. Now I could understand. Not a favorite actor. I have people like that. I tease uh, Dave about the Harrison Ford. I, n I don't think he's one of the great actors. I think he's probably been one of the great movie stars, but never, in my opinion, one of the great actors. I wish him no ill will. I don't <laughs> sit around going, I hate that Harrison Ford. I hate that he has his own helicopter. <laughs> his life doesn't make me mad. It just doesn't exactly suit me. So why do you move into hate with Ethan Hawke? I just don't get the respect that everyone else has here. Mm. I just to me it's you know unearned. I don't get it, and it frustrates me, and that leads me to enemies list. You know, I was in a uh, uh, diner. I can't think of it. It's down on the um, kind of in the Chelsea Meatpacking District. Matter of fact, here was it was the same diner from Spider Man, Fez, the one that the girl worked in. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you One mean. One of the famous New York diners uh, for sight. And uh, Ethan Hawke came in with these little toe-headed kids of his. And to me, looked like just about the best father he could be. Just being <laughs> as sweet as he could with his kids. And uh, I was there uh, with, uh, I think my sister-in-law was with us, my chick. And they're like, ah, You know how, like, fucking women love to see a man be nice to kids? <laughs> yeah. Isn't it the, one of the weirdest things? 
is the one thing that would attract women to you actually keeps them from having sex with you, and that's how nice you treat kids. <laughs> they, they're fucking crazy about that. They were nuts about him, Fez. Nuts about him. Seems like a very pleasant person. Uh, Adam, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how you guys doing? How about Assault on Precinct 13, another good Ethan Hawke movie? You're just going to drive Fez crazy now. Yeah, because I haven't seen any of these. Hmm. So, I mean, all I got to go on is what I saw, Reality Bites. He lost me right there and lost me for good. Sometimes a bad performance. You now know, he's, he's just digging in. He cannot <laughs> give us a reason. You know what I mean? Huh. And it wasn't a bad performance for what it was. It was a, a film of its time. But as you can see what he's doing now, when you're saying, what are the reasons behind this? He has none. <laughs> there is zero reason for him to hate this man. And if we start to go through Fez's hate list, there's quite a few of those. Mm. And none of them tend to be current. Remember when he, he read off his hate list? What, do you still have it with you? Um, I don't think I have it here, no. But all the things were like from 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Like things that frustrated him from 10 years ago. <laughs> Nothing from today. <laughs> things stick with me. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense. David Schwimmer. Everybody falls all over him. Um, let's go to uh, Big Ray. Big Ray, you're in my face. Ronnie, how you doing? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you ever noticed that uh, Richard Gere laughs through his nose in every single one of his movies, and Travolta feels like he needs to smoke, and he's clearly a non-smoker. Uh, I, know, I know that when Travolta... Um, was in what was the film that he was smoking a cigar? Oh, a swordfish. Was that the name of it? Swordfish. Yeah, yeah. swordfish. And he held the cigar in such a manner that maybe a, a middle ages French aristocrat would actually hold something like this. But he held the cigar like it was a spear that he was bringing close to himself. <laughs> By the way. Uh, I know you don't like the Travolta. Everybody tells me that the new movie is just uh, absolutely great. It's uh, kind of Training Day 2. I, oh, what? I, <laughs> training Day 2, the Travolta years. Does he smoke They're, dust? No. D don't get so caught up in the dust aspect of it. Is that, I heard that that was that written by Luke Bassard. Uh, the guy I don't who, know who was wrote. I don't who know. Who directed The Professional. Um, but I am looking forward to seeing it. Um one of the things about Fez, though, who hold on to things and hold on, on, on to them for years. I want to push that out of the way, uh, and I want to talk about excellence. And uh, let's bring somebody to the show who has hit the top of the mountain in his life. And with that, I'm talking about an Olympic gold medal. And for the big one, the Cathalon. Let's bring him in, Mr. Bruce Jenner. <laughs>
Jenner in studio, and we're playing the Olympic oh, theme. God, from... I love that theme. It just wakes me up. It, that should play for you wherever you're going in life. You should have a kid running behind, in front of you with a boombox just playing it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what? It's kind of funny. In my home, yeah, I don't have anything Olympic. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing to remind you. Hidden away in a safe, gone. Um, I really don't have anything Olympic, and it's always been a conscious decision of mine. Right. Why? Because I don't want my kids growing up. I have 10 children, right. a lot of kids. I don't want them growing up with that kind of hanging over their head. Like sure. that's what they That's what they have to do. Yeah. I don't expect that of them. I try to say to my kids, I said, I... Um, you know, remember old Billy Crystal in City Slickers? Sure. Remember that was just a great movie, and he's sitting around with Curly, the old wise cowboy, and he around the fire that night, and he sits there and he says, hey, what's the secret to life? And the old wise cowboy looks over him and says, one thing, and then kind of continues on with the conversation, and Billy Crystal comes back and says, well, wait a second, what's the one thing? And uh, he looks at him and says, that's for you to find out. And I'm a firm believer in that. And that's what I've always tried to encourage my kids that, you know, yeah, I went to the Olympics thing. That was my thing. That was my one thing. Right. Okay. But for my kids, I want them to find their one thing. Sure. You know, what they love to do, what they are passionate about. When they wake up in the morning, they're excited about the day because they got something to do. So, you know, for that, I, I, don't, I don't really care what they do. I told them one jock in the family is enough, especially for the boys. I kind of covered that. Yeah. You know, your job is to go out and find what you want to do. You're one thing in life. Uh, yeah, because the last thing you want them to do is track and field. And because what can yeah. you, you know, if you look at, and I mean, it's it's an amazing thing to get a, an Olympic medal in anything. Right. But it really comes down to me, two events. You've right. got the 100 meters, right. which fastest person in the world, and decathlon, greatest athlete in mm -hmm. the world. And other than that, then the rest of them are really great. You've You've made the top but nothing compares i think to those two medals you are a man of great wisdom yes i am yes thank I you absolutely uh, am. you picked the right two events um <laughs> yeah i mean you know back in 1976 i obviously put an enormous amount of time and energy into that thing mm -hmm. um and but for me the motivation was was this it was it was the event it was very difficult to do not too many people can do yeah. it run 10 events over two days not so much the title world's greatest athlete I didn't worry so much about that. It was the the rich history the event had. Sure, you know it's going all the guys in the past who had won. I mean, we're not just Olympic champions. They almost became part of American history. Jim Thorpe. Jim Thorpe. That I mean, name goes there. on forever. It goes yeah. on forever. Live will yeah. live forever. I mean, Bob Mathias won it in forty eight and fifty two. Rayford Johnson. Guys like that. Guys in the past. Um, this was this was bigger than just the Olympics, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so for me, that's what always intrigued me about it. That's why I worked so hard. I wanted to stand on the same stage as uh, Rafer Johnson, as uh, Bill Toomey, the guys in front of me who had, who had done it before, Bob Mathias. And uh, that that was my motivation more than anything. Yeah. You know, to prove yourself in that arena on that day is a tough deal to do. And, you know, we were talking about this before. There's some people that are up for the Super Bowl, some people aren't. But the fact that football is always there for us and you have a Super mm -hmm. Bowl every year and people know. But every four years with the Olympics, it's, it, it's suddenly just back in. And, and one of the things about track and field is that you don't always know all the names yeah. and then suddenly learn them all yeah. over that short period of time. Yeah, well, track and field in the United States, uh, man, always slipped over the years. It was probably a lot bigger 
you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when football wasn't as big as it is today. Yeah. You know, multi-billion dollar marketing budgets into football, basketball, and baseball, and, you know, they've kind of taken over. And, you know, the American public likes seeing football all the time, yeah. where the Olympics, in track and field especially, they don't see that often until they watch it at the Olympic Games. And it's only once every four years. So for marketers, this and that, you know, they want a Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods who's on every week. Right. So uh, they don't get the track and field guys. But, um, you know, track and field is such a great sport. And, and the Olympics are still doing great. And it's 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 been fun to help market the sport, try to do what I can, even though, you know, it's been years since I've won anything. But you were, you were a pure amateur. When you, oh, I was, uh, yeah. I mean, 76 was kind of the last year of the amateur athlete. And after that, by 84, the, you were yeah. able to start taking 80, some money. we didn't go. Yeah. You know, that was the boycott. Um, Which is still and why ridiculous. Did we, and why? Here's a trivia. Why did we boycott the games in 1980? Uh, Afghanistan. Very good. The oh. Soviet Union's involvement in Afghanistan. Yeah. And what were we doing? Uh, <laughs> we were helping Saddam Hussein. Yeah. You know, and we were helping uh, the Afghans, uh, you know, Osama bin Laden and all those guys. Uh, try to beat the Soviet Union. Yeah, you know what, isn't you, that amazing today that now, you know, it's what thirty years later and uh, yeah. the exact uh, opposite, the opposite sides, but it's the absolutely. same political issue. The same and, political, yeah, absolutely. And that the had the, sides. you were one of the few people who knew what those Olympic athletes went to mm -hmm. to get to that point, just to have that rug pulled away. I mean, imagine how I, your life would be different. Yeah, you know? it's not so much how it would be different. It was just being denied the opportunity. Yeah. To test yourself in that arena. That would have been tough. It was all about the moment for you then, huh? What? It was all about that moment of being able to yeah. do that. Yeah. Was there a certain point in 76 uh, during those events where you said, I got this? This, you know, Actually, everything I knew I had it at the first event, 100 meters. Really? You felt it right away? I was terribly ready to do this. And yeah. the first big test was 100 meters. Um, and uh, it was 9 o'clock in the morning on a cool morning, not even, you know, no prevailing winds, no nothing, dead calm, which was good. Um, and ran the best race of my life. Mm. And I thought, you know what? You can all go home. This one's done. Yeah, I was the number one guy in the world. I was the world record holder going in. Uh, I had not lost a meet, been beaten in three years. And so when I started off that strong, I knew it was pretty much over. It was all much how much I was going to score at that point. And I, I wanted to break the world record. I wanted to be the first guy over 8,600 points. Nobody had ever done that before. And to do it under Olympic conditions, which is probably the worst environment to do sure. world records because it's just so stringent and tight and there's a lot of people and it's you know like not set up for you it's set up yeah. for the program uh, and uh, break the world record get over 8,600 points and walk away and I retired that day too you and know? that was uh, I mean how that many athletes it. get to retire at their as absolute peak you, you know what it was you know what and when you look at it it was uh, it was a bittersweet moment for sure me. you know very exciting more not exciting just pure feeling of satisfaction mm -hmm. to win you know to take on the world physically under those conditions and and beat everybody that is satis physically emotionally satisfying feeling not shock yeah satisfying but on the other hand i was walking away from my best friend that day mm -hmm. you know it's like learning how to play the piano and you go out in front of the world play the most beautiful music the world's ever heard and songs over with put your hands in your pocket never touch that piano again never play that music again that was sad yeah and i was so good at something and i had to walk away um and so i mean i cried after it was over with i mean i was kind of devastated you know the finality of it all um, and you were a very young man i was 26 yeah. i mean i could have gone on i mean physically but i had to give up too much to be there sure i had to give up jobs i had to give up 
I mean, I lived on $10,000 a year, right. $145 a month apartment. Uh, I drove a $175 Volkswagen Bug, and I trained. That's what I did. And so, yeah, that was kind of the last year of the amateur athlete. After that, we didn't go in 80 by 84. The rules changed where you could actually make some money, and you had to put it into a trust fund, and it was kind of yeah. moving the money around. But at least you can make a living in the sport and not try to do like under the table or stuff like but that. But you're happy to see the guys with like shoe contracts and stuff now. You think that's oh, better think for it's everybody? Right. It's yeah. better for the sport. That I mean, you had to. Think of it. The yeah. Olympic Games, a multi-billion dollar event. Mm -hmm. You know, why can't the actors in the play get paid? I mean, right. it's almost ridiculous that you, you can't when everybody else is making money off you. I mean, so they, the rules had to change. Well, yeah. even in college sports, it's yeah. ridiculous how much money goes into college sports without any of those players yeah. getting Get yeah. touch and some do get in trouble. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's it's a fine line there. How far can we go with this? But yeah, college sports, college football programs finance yeah. USC and well, I finance the school and stuff. There was yeah. something, some crazy number that they just signed for March Madness, billions of dollars uh -huh. yeah. TV deal, and most of those guys aren't going to go on to the pros. No. This is going to be the end of it. But they're stars in college. I mean, they're yeah. draws. They they pull people in. Yeah, no, they absolutely pull people in. They get nothing yeah. for it, and you know somebody else is uh, benefiting tremendously from that. Um, you know, if it goes to education, goes to the school, I'm kind of in favor of that. Yeah. I like the fact that they're doing it for nothing. I mean, you know, you don't want to have, like, pro college teams. I mean, that yeah. just comes, becomes ridiculous. Plenty of times to be, to be a pro. But I think, you know, match margins, I think that's the best sporting event in our country. I mean, yeah. there's nothing better than that. You know, I mean, everything's tight. They are amateurs. You know, they're not professionals. They do make mistakes. They play great basketball, and the games are tight, and the fans and the stands and all the students. I mean, it's just great stuff. Now, for you, you got to keep the competitive juices yeah. going. you got something coming up now. Well, what I, actually, what I'm working on right now, and the reason I came into New York, and I'll be going down to Daytona in a little bit, um, in my family, uh, you know, like every family, uh, you deal with a lot of different things and a lot of different issues. And my wife's uh, grandparents uh, both died of emphysema. And we watched that process over the years uh, of them slowly deteriorating, deteriorating, and not being able to just breathe oxygen. Mm. And it, it was devastating, obviously, for them. They felt like they were drowning and also for the rest of the family. So I've joined up uh, for an awareness campaign uh, for COPD. Uh, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, which is basically bronchitis, chronic mm -hmm. bronchitis and emphysema, um, you know, lung disease. And uh, going around because people don't realize how many families are affected by that. And, and people don't really understand what it is. And, and if you take breast cancer, which everybody knows about right. breast cancer and little pink ribbon, and you take uh, diabetes, more people die of COPD than both of those diseases combined. I mean, that's 24 million people you know, in the United States are affected by COPD. Now, half of those 12 don't even know they have it. You know, they think, oh, I'm getting older, I'm getting a little yeah. short of breath, or, you know, a little activity, normal activity. I walk up the stairs and I notice all of a sudden I have a little, you know, I may have a chronic cough that I can't seem to get rid of. They don't know really what it is. Well, early detection is extremely important, and that's why we're doing this campaign. And what we do is we have a website, uh, Drive4, the number 4, COP. Uh, D.com, and we go to the, that website, and there is a screener, a test that you can take. Yeah. And uh, depending on how you score on the test, maybe, you know, if you don't score quite right, maybe you should go see a doctor and just, you know, have your lungs checked out because early detection is extremely important. You know, more people get this. It is the only disease right now that's out there that is on the increase of killing people where everything else is getting better. You know, like your chances mm. of surviving cancer are better. 
but and so less people are dying of cancer. Diabetes, we're better at managing diabetes, so less people are dying from that. COPD is on the increase, you know, and it's all about early detection. So I'm starting to actually in Daytona. Uh, at the Daytona 5, uh, 300, uh, yeah. COPD is, uh, and I'm going to drive across the United States with other uh, celebrities, athletes, uh, Michael Strahan, uh, Danica Patrick, uh, uh, Jim Belushi. We're all going to be going across the United States in different directions, in RVs, stopping at different places, raising awareness for COPD, and drive people to the website so they can get checked out, you know? Bruce Jenner, what a pleasure to meet you, my friend. Hey, and, what a uh, pleasure to be here. Only one way to play out. Let's do the Olympic scene again. You should have it. Oh, the theme I should play all the time. I love that. Yeah, it should I be playing that. all the time. Thanks I, so much I, for it, coming in, man. Thanks. Now play me the Olympic song. I think that I should have the Olympic song at all time. Uh, I get what Bruce Jenner was talking about, like not wanting to have the medal around to intimidate his kids. But, uh, you know, a World Series guy gets to fucking wear his ring. A Super Bowl guy gets to wear his ring. Why can't Bruce Jenner go everywhere with his fucking his medal on? I would. I think I it just kind of people th would perceive it as tacky. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. It was uh, very funny because you know I know Bruce Jenner does some kind of fucking reality show that I've never seen before. I don't know with his kids, right? Keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah, I can't watch shit like that. And uh, I know that he came out and talked about the face surgeries that he had. I don't give a shit about that. You got the decathlon fucking winner sitting there, man. That's what it's about. I don't give a shit. What else you do the rest of your life? Yeah. You won the fucking decathlon, the medal. The medal. And that's not just like American sports history. That's world sports, world sports history. history. So you're, you're on that. It's like fucking if like Homer, who wrote the Odyssey, was sitting in yeah, here. Yeah, well, it, it kind of fucking goes all the way back to that. Yeah, that's why. The, the decathlon was always the fucking medal. Now, I do happen to believe the 100 meters, the fastest human... Is the coolest fucking thing too that you can get, but you do you have fastest human and greatest athlete. Other than that, the rest of the medals they're fine, they're good. And I don't even know if the does the Winter Olympics even have a medal like that. I don't think I don't know. Man. I think you might have to look at like girls figure skating as the one that kind of goes on yeah. to become the Peggy Fleming and the Dorothy Hamill. You know right. what I mean? That that kind of becomes the famous. And that's why it's kind of not a sport. It's more of like a pageant. It's almost like winning Miss America. Right. Your figure skating is definitely hand, hand But women's. Women. Women's figure Although we, skating. We do know who Scott Hamilton is. 
Is, was he all by himself or with a he couple? He was all by himself. Okay, because I get confused with the men. But the women normally yeah. become ingrained. They're the stars. I mean, yeah. we can th probably rattle off half a dozen names right now. We can't do that. Uh, I only did two. I did Pe <laughs> Peggy Fleming and... We have the crazy Harding and, you know, Kerrigan I and all that. Well, Dan well, did Nancy Kerrigan win? She was silver. Silver, silver yeah, medal you gotta that win year. The you got to win the gold to be a big deal. And, of course, Harding's shoelace broke. <laughs> I don't think she would have won anything anyway. You know no. I mean? She was too thick. Yeah. You gotta be like uh, uh, a cute little thing. Someone put an anvil in skates. And Bruce Jenner got the job done, unlike Dan and Dave, uh, who I still resent for letting this country down. After a gigantic, oh, I remember them. Yeah, ad campaign. They did it with like Adidas or something, Nike, right? Nike, I believe. Nike, and they they and one of them didn't even qualify. The other one qualified and didn't win shit. Now we are uh, doing the world's first uh, Super Bowl trivia party. And all on Twitter. It's all going to be done on Twitter on Sunday. Uh, Bruce Jenner just signed a couple of things for us. He actually signed shoes. In fact, you had him sign each side? Yes, he signed both shoes. There's two Bruce Jenner signatures. So and you don't want to give out a pair of shoes. You want to give out two different shoes. Yes, I want each. I want it to be two prizes. One Bruce Jenner shoe to Left. one lucky Twitterer. Yeah. One Bruce Jenner shoe to another one. Wow. Uh, normally, I would say, well, you know what? He didn't wear the shoes anyway. It's right. not like you got his fucking training <laughs> shoes. No. So yeah, you're right. I'm gonna. I'm going to let fucking Fez cheapskate this one through. You're exactly right. This is fine. That is two prizes, You're there. right. You're right. I mean, what... It, it, well, what? you can have it somewhere in the house. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you got a Bruce Jenner shoe. You just put one shoe under glass, and that's fine. Would you put it under glass? Oh, yeah, you would put it in one of those plastic, uh, you know, plexiglass uh, trophy cases. I'm not a collector. I don't know how that goes. So, add the Bruce Jenner stuff... Uh, the prizes that we have are just absolutely fantastic. Uh, and I'm also going to set this uh, rule up. Uh, you win one. If you right. happen to be the fastest Twitter in the world, you're winning one. So if you've got it in the back of your mind, I need to win the Bill, sign Bill Cosby, you're only going to win it once. Now, personally, I would try for every single thing that we have out there. Here's <laughs> what we're giving away right now. Um... A copy of Come On People, signed by Bill Cosby, uh, CD of The Essential, Weird Al Yankovic, uh, some of the Ron and Fez stuff, and this is an exciting one, signed Nizzers by your side, Dave. Now, Dave, you said you invented Nizzers, correct? I did say that, yes. And that's something that you were incredibly proud of. Yeah, I am. That's my most proud Here invent. Here is um, what's that? the Nizzer scissor knife. Mm -hmm. With actually the word Nizzer on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Already manufactured, packaged, and sold. This, <laughs> this isn't what I want, though. And see, to me, I wouldn't spell it like that. N-I-Z-O-R? Kind of looks like it's Nizer. But it's too... <laughs> it should be spelled K-N-Knife. So, so so here's what you've invented. ISS. A new spelling for Nizzer. That's all. All right, here's what I'm thinking about. The Nizzers, two knives that become a pair of scissors, sign each knife, and we separate no. that prize, too. You're fucking too. too cheap. You're too cheap.
that's going on is one nizzer. And I don't think the makers of this nizzer even have a song, okay? I have a nizzer song. Well, I didn't know that. Let me, let me take a quick listen to the nizzer song and see maybe what you've invented is a song. Yeah. <laughs> you need to open a box, but what should you use? Scissors or a knife? Don't worry, it's, it's the nizzers. They cut so fast. And oh so smooth. Your paper and shirt tags. And pork chops too. Now the nizzers. 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 It's, it's the nizzers. nizzers. Ever need a scissor? Only got a knife? Well, here's a nizzer, sister. For a better life. Now the, 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 the nizzers. 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 Two knives. <laughs> They're connected to make up a pair of scissors. Oh, I was making crochet, then I got a steak. And now I cut away with nizzers, make no mistake. No, 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 nizzers. Nizzers. All the ladies say, hey. Hey. Ho. Ho. Go, nizzers, go, nizzers, go. Go, nizzers, go, nizzers, go. Scissors in a knife. And knife in a scissors. Don't add more strife to your life. Just get nizzers, gizzers. No, 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 nizzers. Nizzers. Easily plastic detachable and safety guards for your kids. It's the nizzers. All right, I don't know what we're waiting for here. You not only have a song, there's a video in the making. <laughs> Thank you. And we need to shoot that this week. Okay. I got to so, get Alexander the intern back here then. Uh, the sign, uh, you don't need him for the video. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was the ladies, all the ladies in the house. Well, you can get some other ladies to do Okay, it. you're right. It could be the new little redheaded girl that okay. we have. <laughs> but who doesn't have a name? She um, doesn't have a name, just a little redheaded who, girl. Yes, Charlie she, Brown loves her. We yeah. were smoking, and Fez Convera, he was my witness. I talked about the JFK assassination, yeah. and she didn't know when it was. She said, it's before my time. I go, you can't do it. Before my time... It's like a TV show, but that's not for a historical event. Yeah, World War II was before my time. I well, know what I, happened. You know, it's a cop-out. It, 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 it is a very good point that you're making there, because when people will say, if you try to bring up, your fucking name, it's something from the 80s, and someone can say, before my time. So what? <laughs> it's still your responsibility to know about it. You don't know shit like the, the Civil the War. Are before How my about time? the fucking yeah. Civil War? Right. That's before your time. Right. But you'd be a moron if you didn't know about the Civil War. George Washington was before your time. Shakespeare, that's before my time. I was saved by the bell. And it's fucking you, ridiculous and, statement to make. And, and when they say it, they're basically implying that you're like fucking Yoda. Like, yeah, yeah I know Shakespeare was before my time too. But I'm it's six hundred years old. It's a way. <laughs> For uh, stupor, stupid people to uh, shake off responsibility. But you only see it being said by young people. Like, people 30 and under are just are the only people who use before my time, and I want to shoot them. So the funny thing is, you've now decided you're older. Yeah. After I had, I, I, she said that. I'm like, you seriously? And then she said 69? I go, I'm out of here. She thought it was 1969 that JFK was assassinated. I go, fuck this. She gets that and Altamont confused. She thought JFK was that black guy who got stabbed to death by the Hells Angels. But there was no reason to shove her so hard, Dave. You know, you had every leave. You should have fucking shoved her down. Just young people are being proud of, like, not knowing shit. Hate it. All right, I want the uh, Nizzers thing uh, brought together. And uh, I was also talking with the boss today. We want to start and roll out uh, some of the songs that we've been, we've been doing, and it seems like sales 
not too crazy about Mr. Fez Watley going around him to the boss. Oh. Really? Well, you, did you see that I had to do the meeting yesterday? Uh-huh. So we want to get this thing out. There's a lot of people who put this in for the, the winning the penny stock, and we want to run it professionally. I don't blame yeah. the boss for going to the top. He definitely, and I don't, I don't blame sales for going around him either. Mm -hmm. There's a problem. It's PennyStockChaser.com. Yeah, PennyStockChaser, PennyStockChaser. And their jingle contest, a chance to win $1,000 by coming up with a jingle for PennyStockChaser.com. Should the people just send it directly to me, Fez, so we can stop this logjam? No, no, no. Should they get to, straight to Ronnie B? Nope. There is an email address. You want me to give A-Rock a call? No. I'll have meetings with her every week. There's no reason to call A-Rock. Jingle at SiriusXM.com. That's jingle at SiriusXM.com is where you send your jingle for PennyStockChaser.com. That's 45 seconds or less. Apparently, uh, the new nickname for Fez is Dry, dry Read Stop Set. <laughs> They're like, everything you guys are famous for. So this is why I don't just get to go straight home. You would think to yourself, Ronnie B, you put in a long day. Why don't you head home? No. You should. You deserve a nice rest. They don't know my plans anyway. <laughs> Where did they hear my plans? Oh, uh, I can't wait for this Twitter Super Bowl uh, party. Uh, Dave, who are you watching the Super Bowl with this year? Um, I, either my if my kids are healthy, I going to go to Solera and Alkies. If they're not, I'm going to stay at home by myself. But I'm definitely going to be playing the Twitter competition on the old BlackBerry. Fantastic. I want to win. I really want to win one of those Bruce Jenner shoes now. Uh, you can't win. You're with the show. <laughs> Just one. There's two no, of them. You can't win. I mean, you can win if you quit. <laughs> Obviously, you're more than uh, welcome to win then. If that's worth a shoe to you. That sucks. That'll be the next meeting I'm in. Bruce Jenner shoe with the uh I I love that's a fucking cool item to me because it's like you you might as well be getting like an astronaut signature. I got another one to uh, announce. What's that? I got another one to announce coming up. Oh, did we did we get it today? Yes. Um, Dave, who's your favorite football team? New York Football Giants. And uh, in a post-LT world, right? Yeah. Who is the defensive man? Michael Strahan. Why don't we add a Michael Strahan side football? Holy coach. shit! Everything I said about Jenner's, I take it back. I want Strahan now. <sighs> By the way, did you notice that Jenner's face looked good? Yes, I did. Is it TV that makes it look so fucking bad? It may be TV lighting, but it may also be the TV makeup that does it. Maybe that that just kind of washes it out for television. I know he had work done, and then he had some work to correct that. But he looked very good in here. Yeah, face very face. Uh, a lot taller than I expected. Yeah, he's like six four, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I did not expect him to be that Still tall. Still stud, sixty years old. Still stud. And by the way, so I get the chance to talk to, you know, Bruce Jenner. And I'm not like the little redheaded girl. I want to discuss 1976 with him. <laughs> I want to go over everything. And to have the guy sit there and explain that to you. And you're looking into his eyes what it's like 
we don't have too many things where it's almost like if you won the Super Bowl 26, you're done. If you won the World Championship in boxing, you're done. Right. So to have him sit there and, and tell that story, it's amazing stuff. And then the little publicist walks behind him while I'm talking to him and shakes the, you know, emphysema thing like, this is why we're here, for emphysema. So I had to let him do the emphysema yeah. thing. Because he was having a ball sitting around talking about this stuff and not talking about, you know, his daughter's or his face work. Right. Because I, I'm, you know, from a... Uh, well, I'll, I'll, let me just uh, play a thing for you. Some people go out and do stuff. And I think when I played this on their, on their show today, but I want to talk about uh, interviewing and what happens when uh, actors go out places. This is Mel Gibson. Are you forgive, uh, familiar with him, Fez? He did Braveheart. Yep, I'm aware of Mel Gibson. Well, apparently a couple years, he's got a new movie uh, coming out. I think it's I think it's called Braveheart 2. I'm not sure. <laughs> I believe it's called Extreme Measures. Whatever. Oh, no, that's something else. Extreme Measures, Braveheart 2. What is it? What, what are you upset about over there? Because uh, I said the wrong movie name. Max, got you mad with yourself? Yeah. Hmm. It doesn't matter what his movie's called. But here he is on WGN uh, in Chicago um, talking with the interviewer there. Do you think that the uh, public will perceive you any differently after all that's been in the news about you? What are you referring to specifically? Refer <laughs> referring to the uh, you know the uh, drinking problems, referring to what's been called the anti-Semitic rant. Referring yeah, that's, that's, all, all those I, things. I, you know, you know what I'm yeah, talking about. Okay, uh, okay. so uh, yeah, that's almost four years ago, dude. I mean, I've moved on. I guess you haven't. Well, so I'm, I'm just, I'm just wondering if you think that the the public has has moved on and will perceive you in the same light. Well, I certainly hope so. You know, it is a while back, and uh, you know, I've done all the necessary mea culpas. So, um, let's move on, dude. Right. Come on. Uh, Edge of Darkness opens uh, today. It's good to see you back in the saddle and uh, doing what you do best. Thanks a lot for joining us, Mel. Take care. Bye-bye. Asshole. <laughs> so there, I guess he thought he was off at the end of it. All right, so here's Mel Gibson, Fez. He did this stuff four years ago. You think it's still in play? Yeah, I think so. I thought the guy asked a legitimate question. Um, see, I don't... I honestly don't. I th I kind of agree with Mel Gibson. Were we going to get any new information there? Uh, no, no, we weren't. Gonna... So why ask the legitimate question? Because I it was the last time we saw Mel Gibson. No, I... not not true. He's been out since then. He's been on before them, and the story's kind of been told, and he wants to leave it behind him. And I I kind of think the only reason to ask that question is to get that fucking reaction. There's no other reason for it. And if you would have said to Mel Gibson, do you want to fucking come on here and talk about what happened four years ago? He would have said no. He was kind of booked to do that movie. Where are you on this? Movie? I just don't like that forum. Um, you know, if it's Charlie Rose, it's a, it's a totally different thing, and people know what they're getting into, but that's not the right forum. That's one of those press junket almost type deals. It's exactly what it is. And so you can't do that. You can't fucking have that heavy of a question, because those are supposed to be real quick question and answer type deals. Yeah. And, and, like, when we even brought the woman in today. Now, I'd like to fucking keep talking about the 76 Olympics. But when she waved that thing at me, she was right. She brought him in here to hit some radio stations 
to talk about whatever the emphysema thing is. Right. You got to give her that fucking, that's what it's for. You know? Now, if not, if, let me tell you, if he wasn't Bruce Jenner, the Olympian, if he was Bruce Jenner, the father of the fucking reality show, I wouldn't have him on the fucking show. Quite frankly, I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. How many times do you really get to sit down and talk with the fucking the winner of the decathlon? <laughs> I've got to do it once in my entire life, and I get to interview people, you know? So it's a fucking cool thing to be able to talk to him like that. But now if I wanted to start and bring up his fucking personal life and shit, I don't think that's why he's booked to be in here. See, I don't think the guy asked him, you know, are you still drinking? Are you still in rehab? Are you really an anti-Semitic? He asked him, is your audience basically still going to be there for you? Then the question would be for the audience. It wouldn't be for Mel Gibson. He can't speak for the audience. And you know that the, he got fucking booked to be on this show to sell this movie and no other reason. And you could say to those fucking people then, I'm going to ask any questions I want. I bet they wouldn't have put him on the fucking show. Right. Hey, if you're really one. not interested in the project that he's doing, there's nothing wrong with saying, I don't want the fucking guy to be on. I do it with people all the time. And I have fucking booking tell me, you don't understand, he's a big star. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. I can't fucking get into this. What am I going to do? Ask somebody about fucking how they did on Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> and I do, I do that all the time. Somebody's been on fucking Dancing with the Stars, and I'll be like... Uh, yeah, but, you know, what am I going to fucking say? And they're, they're always like, you don't understand how many people who watch that. I go, I don't give a shit. Everybody could watch it. Now, uh, when I brought in the guy from the, the Bucks, right, uh, that we did the surprise thing with you. Warren Sapp. I talked about Dancing with the Stars because that was a trade-off to surprise Fez with one of his all-time football players. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if we said... We just want him to surprise Fez. They could have been like, and we don't want to do anything else. They'd be like, but we're here to sell Dancing with the Stars. That's why he fucking showed up, you know? Right. Uh, so you had to say, hey, I understand you're doing Dancing with the Stars and let him talk about it a little bit. And that seems fucking fair to me, you know? But to bring him on and not talk about Dancing with the Stars when they're the ones who brought him in doesn't seem fucking fair. And to bring up shit that the guy didn't want to fucking do. You know, again, it, this fucking show was in the New York Times over there, the WGN. <laughs> they they had him for the fluff movie piece. And he's right. The fucking guy's an asshole. <laughs> the, the guy was being an asshole. He was. he was not being a responsible journalist. And even the question that you you that that you said that he asked, it wasn't a journalistic question. Just like I said, you're going to the wrong fucking um person he could have said are you concerned what's happened in your past people not showing up to do your movie and the answer to that is people don't show up to do movies all the, see movies all the time it may or may not have to do with some of that and you know the other part of this too is is there a place in society to say something is behind you or do you have to fucking carry this shit around all the time uh we brought this up with the fucking who you know uh, the fact is, did Pete Townsend do everything that was required of him? Do they still have to keep fucking hounding the man? Right. Fucking eight years after the fact. Or does he get a chance to move on? It's go If you make a mistake like that, it's that's. I'm sorry, that's part of the consequences. Somebody may bring it up. 
Somebody may bring it up, but that's then you're all, then that person's also an asshole. Did you have any problem with them calling him an asshole? Did you think that was unprofessional? I thought I thought Mel Gibson could have just said, you know what? I he said his answer the same way he did it. You know, I've moved on. You know, I'm not going to talk about that. But we've already heard him do that, and he said that before he came into that fucking show. You know what I mean? The the fucking there's no publicist who says the WGN. Uh, everything's wide open. I'm trying to think of some people I've had on the the fucking show. Um who have said things were off base, and I said, I don't give a fuck. Ronnie Spector? Oh, Ronnie Spector's a fucking perfect example, where Ronnie Spector said, um, I, uh, people said she doesn't want to talk about Phil Spector. She doesn't want her whole life to be about fucking weirdo Phil Spector. <laughs> right. And did she know, and blah, 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 because she can't fucking get away from yeah. it, you know? She and can't get away from it. And Crosby Stills, Nash & Young, they, uh, they didn't want to talk about um, the... Uh, when he impregnated the the other uh, singer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. David Crosby was a uh, surrogate father. I guess it's, is it surrogate father was what it's called. Yeah, he was a sperm donor. Right. For somebody else. Melissa. Athens. And they said like he doesn't want to talk about that. That's a personal matter. I'm like I, like I give a fuck. <laughs> You know, the guy wrote almost cut my hair. I'm going to talk to him about where his sperm went. <laughs> Bring fucking David Crosby in here. I'd love to talk to him. <laughs> and, you know, that is what I was interested in their work. Uh, when we did Unmasked, no one has ever asked for a pre-interview but Carlos Mencia. And he called me the night before. And, and it was when all this shit was going down about material. And he was fighting, uh, or I guess some other comic was fighting with him. I can't even remember which one it was. Was now. Joe Rogan? Probably Joe Rogan. Yeah. But there might have been a couple others. So, you know, he calls me up and he says, what are you going to talk about? I tell him and he goes, okay. And he won't kind of hang up and stand on the phone. He goes, look, I just want you to know if you bring up the Joe Rogan thing, I'm just, you can bring it up, but I'm just not going to answer it. I go, I, you know, I'm going to fucking talk to you about your career. And that's it. And then he ended up bringing up the Joe Rogan thing on his own when he felt fucking comfortable. Yeah. But I don't think it's a wrong fucking thing to say to people going in, I don't want to fucking talk about this. You know? I don't get off where the fucking, where suddenly the guy from WGN, who can break his fucking word, looks like either the victim or the hero for bringing it up. Right. It's a, it, the guy got all fucked up and yelled out about juice. You never been all fucked up before? And I, I have. Oh, here's a, here's the fucking situation. Uh, what you did on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. I know what it is now. I got a call. I'm not going to bring those things up. Well, you didn't. Please. You wouldn't look at Fuzz the same way. You <laughs> would be if, totally disgusted. What if we gave you money? You don't have money. <laughs> Mega Mills is going to be coming in one of these days. You went days. to Mega Mills and give me my million, finally. <laughs> We'll sit down and discuss everything you need to do. I'll go through all those fucking bio questions that you get interested in when you're drunk. Got Powerball tonight, too. Oh, real? What? Powerball's in New York now, baby. I did not know that. Also, oh. with Unmasked, uh, the Tracy Ullman Unmasked, that's going to air this weekend on Sirius XM on the Raw Dog channels, XM 150, Sirius 104. That's going to be 8 p.m. this Saturday night, Unmasked, with special guest Tracy Ullman. Adorable. She's uh, the adorable Tracy Ullman. Hysterical. Everything about, yeah, she is. She's funny. I mean, it was and maybe batshit. Riotous. 
maybe batshit, don't you think? I mean, with yeah. all the voices. Yeah. I, I, I mean, there's like a little that. insanity there. That's, that's good. I like that, though. I like when people do a bunch of voices. Freddie, some, Freddie the intern sometimes goes into a British accent. <laughs> Freddie, I never heard it. I don't know why. I only hear his wrestlers. It's great. It, I'll, I'll be Are like, you sure it's just not a British bulldog accent? I don't know. All right, let's go over everything we've got for the Twitter contest. Jerome Bettis, signed football. Copy of uh, Come On People, signed by Bill Cosby. CD copy, The Essential, Weird Al Yankovic, signed by Weird Al. Pair of Nizzers, signed by Eastside Dave McDonald. Uh, also, two separate prizes of one shoe each, signed by the great Bruce Jenner. We tried to get the gold medal. We wanted to get that signed. That would have been perfect. And now, Michael Strahan, signed football. Wow. We also tried to get a shot put for Bruce Jenner, but the shipping charges to send that prize out would have just been enormous. All coming up. And maybe we'll even have some uh, sponsor stuff put in there. Unsigned sponsor stuff. Exciting stuff. Yeah. Make sure you're a follower of uh, 202 Friends and then retweet, as they say. Retweet it. I am a follower. You are. You definitely are. Not just a follower of that, right? Group, but anything in the world you, you follow, including Lost. Oh, yeah. Love that show. Anthony was doing the impression me, uh, for me today of Regis saying he thinks they're dinosaurs. It was the funniest <laughs> fucking thing in the world. The dinosaurs. Anthony called what was going to happen last night. He called it last week. Which one? He said that the that it, the show will start off with them in the plane and nothing has happened. Well, you know that that was out in Comic-Con. Didn't know that. Yeah. So he minutes. just yeah. played a little fucking yeah. game there. Um now I feel like I've been had. Those four minutes were out, and I didn't... Uh, uh, take your headphones off uh, and put your fingers in your ear. <laughs> the alternate universe thing. Yeah. Do you like it or hate it? Love. Fez? They're calling Flash Sideways, by That the way. part I loved last night. I loved every single oh, second. Oh, there's some part you didn't love? Yes. Yes, Ooh. there was a part I, I didn't like. Oh, hold on. Uh, X, fingers back in ears. This surprises me, because uh, there was mine equals blown, and Dave was farting with excitement. <laughs> Worship. Um, I have trouble with the show when they start introducing a lot of other people, where it's like we have the others, the other others, and now more others. I gotta have it. You have to have it for what they've done here. They've picked up the pacing for the people who got tired of everything that was happening before. So you have to give them this. They heard the complaints that we had years ago, and they basically said, I see, these people want an action movie. They want a big uh, Jerry Bruckheimer action film, and they've given you that. Now. Yeah. And it's not the slow plodding along thing just about the characters. And more more people, I think, is great, because it's more possibilities and more angles for, for people to take. It's like, you know, when it was just them, it was just the uh, thing. I, I, I want you to understand something, though. And by the way, if you've TiVo'd your loss, the spoilers are going to come fast and furious now. <laughs> uh the weird thing with the alternate universe, and we have to come up and you know, call that Lost 2.0 or whatever, right? <laughs> the one that's going on. Did you notice that the changes didn't happen at that moment? No. That you would have thought, there's the split, things have happened, so yeah. now we split two universes. But they didn't. 
you had changes before then. The girl didn't get on the fucking plane. Right. It's so true. that oh, wasn't right. even the same reality yeah. that we started from. Oh. That was already a split reality. Oh, my God. And that fucked with my head. Yeah. Now, that had to go back to when the explosives happened in 77. That also, there was where the split took place in 77. Not in the age that we were with, okay, nothing else has right. changed in the, in the world. And the world goes on differently now. See, oh. yeah, we know in 1977 there was what they refer to as the incident. And I guess when Juliet hit that bomb off, that actually is the incident. That's the incident. Uh -huh. and, and before then, they just thought it was simply hitting that energy pocket with, the well, with, with that drill. Well, it kind of would have been, right? That would have been, at least for our characters, interest. Right. That would have been the reality change. But it had to change before then. Or the sister would have got on the plane. Right. Now, did you catch what Juliet said to Sawyer right before she died? It happened. It, it worked. It, it worked. worked. Yeah. So how does she know that it worked? Maybe she saw herself in the other dimension. That's what I was thinking. Fantastic. But see, here's the other thing that has to happen. I think they have to bring it back together somehow. We have to meld the two realities. Yeah. So something is going to happen, right? in the other lost reality to bring those same surviving characters back on the plane. Right. I thought it was extremely cool that Jack had that sense of deja vu, but was the only guy. I just really liked that angle. That He was like, he knew who Desmond was. Yeah, but he had also met Desmond years before. Right. In that fucking sports place. Yes, he did. But he had never met, like, he even looked at Locke when they got out of the plane, kind of with that quizzical look on uh, his face. This kind of got to me, uh, but th this kind of made me think of this. Haven't you ever met a person who you immediately either liked or disliked oh, I mean, sure. from that second? Yes. And then you, maybe you go up for reasons uh, later why you liked or disliked them. But I, it's almost like you're making that up. You just look at that person, you dig them. Or you hate them, yeah, and they're in with you, or they're out with you. Absolutely, I've had that. I had that quite a bit. My good friend from college, I just instantly liked this guy. Small, no reason guy. for it. No reason, just instant liking. Not in any kind of gay way. Just maybe in another reality, though, there was gay love that went on. <laughs> I don't think so. I take take your ears, take it out. <laughs> She's just sitting there like a fucking idiot, and you weren't answering me for ten minutes. It hurt my ears, too. Why don't you just watch TV like the rest of us? I'm not very healthy right now. I really just wanted to sleep last night. You want to take a little time off? Take a couple days for yourself? Take what I call Fez time? No, I'm Take good. a couple Dave days? No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to keep it together. Uh, well, this is a one-man show, and the name of that show is Pepper Hicks. <laughs> I always find it weird, too, if like when people have met each other very briefly and then years later meet each other, like uh, the Richard Lewis Unmasked, where he uh, was saying that he kind of knew Larry David as an asshole from summer camp. Yeah. And then years later, they kind of... <laughs> that was such a lost fucking moment, that's right? I mean. And that was like, wow, that's fucking insane. What a funny scene that would be in some kind of movie, though. Like, <laughs> right? fucking 12-year-old Richard Lewis <laughs> having an argument with 12-year-old Larry David. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, Fez, you surprised me not liking that one timeline, because this, to me, this thing is so comic booky. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that you would like it more. And how do you not like 
any storyline that in, introduces Kenny Powers' brother back into <laughs> national television. Um, I love that guy. I love that actor. Tim in New York, here on Fez. Hey, Ron, how you doing? Good. Um, I think I got this whole lost thing figured out from last night. I think this whole thing is like a reverse final destination, and that the people who were survived the plane crash really were never off the plane. They're being judged on whether or not they should continue to live because we're all conflicted people, and they've all kind of sinned, but they're all none of them are good, but none of them are evil, really. Yeah, you know what? I I see that it, it comes down to that, but. Um, let's, let's face something here. Th whatever is going on with them has to do with the rest of the planet. That these people don't have to just come together for themselves, but for the whole universe. Right. They, they need to be together. Uh, and hopefully not for spiritual reasons, but the spiritual stuff is in the fucking show now. And I wish it wasn't, but it is. You know? I wish it was just about at physics or at the very least metaphysics but oh, I, I have a theory on christian too because he keeps popping up jack's father mm -hmm. i think that um he will become uh, i think that he's he's jacob well i think jacob's soul is going into um christian's father and bringing him back to life so christian's dad has come back to life but as jacob mm-hmm but i i love every single part of it and uh, I'm I, I'm glad that Fez is off the Fez is off the bus. Fez quits. <laughs> I'm glad that lost I'm weeded keep out. Watching. I'm glad we, we weeded out people like Lily or whoever who couldn't take it, in like season three or four, because you're you're missing a great and you don't deserve it. You don't deserve this 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 kind of wonderfulness. All right, here's a, a fucking funny thing I get fucking sent to me right now. Great prizes for the twit heads, but what about us techno retards, Ron? What great prizes do the rest of us get? I pay for the service just to hear the virus, and that is itself somehow we feel shit on. Anyway, have a great day. So here, this is always the interesting thing. If you say we're doing this other project, right now we're having the, the Twitter fun. Somehow we're shitting on you. <laughs> we would not be doing this if we weren't doing the Twitter contest. There wouldn't be any prizes. Right. The, the prizes would not exist. <laughs> Talk about alternate reality. <laughs> right. No prizes. But this this will fucking happen all the time with different things. <laughs> and it's what led into, you know, I will occasionally get fucking uh, stuff from people who get mad over me doing Unmasked in New York and nowhere else. And they're going, what about us? We get fucked over. <laughs> Well, no, it's a, the, the fucking radio show is on for you. Just like I'm not fucked over if I'm not sitting inside the Letterman audience. And I only get to watch it on television. You don't feel a little fucked over? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say to Jimmy, why the fuck are you doing the Leno show out there instead of from in the studio where I can see you here in New York? I'm fucked over. No one's shitting on anyone by doing extra stuff. Uh... Occasionally, we would do some pal talk stuff. Infuriate people <laughs> of certain fucking message boards. Yeah. Um, uh, some of the fucking message boards would get mad if we would bring in some people on the show. Why that guy? Why not me? Just stop being a fucking baby. This is why, Dave, you stop 
reading the message boards years ago. Um, yeah, I don't really read it. And then about Dave, Twitter. Yeah, then Dave st- uh, Fez stopped for the same reason. And the fact is, there's no amount of love I can put in your fucking chest there, sir. There's no, no amount of fucking attention <laughs> and love for us that you could get. It's like well, sometimes if I do a Twitio and the person's like, the audio isn't so good. <laughs> like, then get in new speakers. I don't know. What more do you fucking... It's not... Yeah. <laughs> like, I shot a Twitio today of this woman getting mad, but it's like a Robert Altman Twitio. I did it intentionally where you couldn't hear what she was saying, so you're supposed to use your own imagination and, and, and see what, why is this woman so angry. And I made faces. It's now, not intentionally, Ronnie. Now, the reality of it is, if we would have been able to do... Uh, you know, just the what do you call it stuff on Sunday, it'd be done. You know what I mean? We wouldn't think, what other ways can we do? You know what I mean? What other things right. can we do to entertain people? And quite frankly, you just read, I read off today, how many things Sirius is doing for people <laughs> over this. And then also there's different shows have gone to the Super Bowl. They're doing live shows. So they don't necessarily want us to sit and fuck with their NFL deal. Okay? <laughs> well, and then people will write to me. This is another thing that fucking gets to me. So because we're not doing the simulcast show, people are writing saying, you're fucking us over. We Wait a minute. We broke in to the NFL's fucking show a couple years ago. We broke into a multi-billion dollar show and fucked with it. The fact that that's not an annual has somehow right. screws you over. Is this the mob? This is the problem. When you do, when you do certain things, people ex- expect it constantly. And that would just be fucking dull. Um, here is uh, Sean. Sean, you're on my face. Hey, boys. Yeah. Uh, back on the last thing, I was wondering, do you think that Saeed is now a vessel for Jacob? Uh, he could be, because remember, when you're dead, you're dead. And there's say. nothing you can do about it. Uh, although, uh, Fez, you know a little more about the Bible than I do, but that healing waters things, it seems somewhat like Lazarus. Am I right about that? Yeah, well, Lazarus didn't have any water uh-huh. involved, but it was a resurrection nonetheless, and someone who had been dead for quite a few days that Jesus had rise again. But there was also... But we've been told on the show, dead is dead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Once yeah. you're dead, That's you're producer, dead. Yeah. And by the way, the chick was on Jack too quick would let him go. Fuck you. You're not a doctor. I've been doing this for 30 seconds now. Uh, I've heard of people being called back by uh, an hour. Right. Fingers in your ears. Fingers in your ears. (laughs) I also didn't understand why they didn't just bring Juliet to the temple. Because if they're going to bring Saeed to save him, why would you try to save her? He wasn't asked. Yeah. And Hurley wasn't really giving out so much information at that Hurley point. Hurley was either. the slowest fuck ever. Hurley could have like, up. And they kept stopping to look down in the pit, and I'm like, could someone please get Saeed to the temple? Were you actually saying that out loud? Yes. I think Saeed I is, to is, is going to die. Um, he's already dead. He's yeah, dead. He's dead. Sawyer's not coming at this thing alive. Oh, Sawyer needs to be dead, um, because get over the your jack hate, all right? Yeah, you and Jack have been you. through everything together. Stop hating. <laughs> it's okay if you're like, when this thing's over, we're away from each other. But it's like you're two guys who went to the moon. <laughs> you can't fucking hate the guy. Just forget about it. Go your own way, but don't act like I'm going to get even with Jack. Juliet wanted to do it anyway in the first place. Fuck, I'm so glad to be done with Juliet anyway. <laughs> 
I guess they killed her off to do uh, V. That's her alternate reality. Yeah, she's, yeah but... Um, a shitty show. Uh, Dan in Oklahoma, you're in Fez. Hey, buddies. Yeah, Dave, you're talking about how you think that uh, Christian is Jacob. Yeah. I think, it, I think that uh, uh, it's Jacob's enemy. Uh, remember, like the season finale last year, he's sitting out with the uh, yeah. sitting out on the beach with the guy in the black. I think that's Jacob's enemy, and he's been on the island as Christian uh, since the first episode, pretty much. Well, and, and whatever that's... he wants to, because remember, he finds a dead body, and he can go into it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I guess either one of them can, uh, yeah. But they don't go around possessing live bodies, right? I that was the loophole. Saw Christian more as a, a guiding force, though, and I don't see that. They call him the man in black. I don't see him as... You know, he He wants to do bad shit. He wanted to kill Jacob. You know. Yeah, but that's all part of the equation. Just like, you know, apparently Christianity needs the devil. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You have to have black and white. You have to have both. I wish they would give a name to that guy, too, because the man in black. I mean, it's fucking Johnny Cash. I mean, stop calling him that. Well, it's also this guy. So... <laughs> Can we call him something? <laughs> Fred. Whatever. I like the man in black, or we can just start and call him Johnny Cash, <laughs> who I believe Cash. represented evil. I believe that he represented <laughs> evil. All right, now let's go back to Ben and look at the character of Ben, who I guess you would say was a Judas. Right, yeah. Now, was he a Judas or was it something different? Because let's look at it from Ben's point of view. He had done everything that was asked to him by the island. Yeah. He did everything uh, completely. And wasn't paid back for it, his faith, right? Did that make you relate to Ben a little bit, Fez? Um, yeah, I thought, yeah, it's weird because as many cruel, awful things as Ben has done, mm -hmm. a lot of times I find myself having sympathy for Ben. Right. So let's get into why. Yeah, I think it's, you know, he put in all the work, mm -hmm. you know, and then as soon as Locke wandered into the village... Locke was just ordained. Right. That's so you, you felt for Ben. What? Yeah. I think, I think that's because Ben is very weak-hearted, and he is easily swayed to do bad things. But, but let, let, let's, stronger. let's take it from a biblical point of view. Ben does everything right. He doesn't get the rewards, right? Mm -hmm. That's the exact opposite of faith. That's not the reason why, why you have faith. Yes, I agree. The I mean, real person of faith in the Bible was Job. And no matter what fucking happened to Job, I don't give a shit. I'm here to serve the Lord. And everybody would tell him, look how you got fucked over by your, your Lord, blah, blah. Whatever. I'm here to serve the Lord. Bad things happen. Good things happen. They're not for me to yeah. judge. So the fact of as soon as Ben had any expectations, it had nothing to do with faith and only to do with ambition. He never was a person of faith, ever. No, that's exactly why he couldn't see Jacob uh, in, in last season, but Locke did hear Jacob, because Locke is Job. He, he, he's always had faith in the island and, and all its mysteries. Right. And Ben is just out there to, I think, to just to be a ruler. But, but see, that has always been my kind of problem with the faith of being a, a follower in any given religion. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you, what are you, who are you serving at any time? 
And how do you know that that entity is even a fucking good one? Right. You know? <laughs> what is the difference between following Jacob or following the man in black? You're still just a follower. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they but... both have power, so it isn't about following power. Uh, by the way, we'll be playing some of the uh, um, stuff that's come in right now for Penny Stock Chaser coming up in just a little bit. You'll hear some of your songs being played. And quite frankly, to me, this thing is still wide open. There, wide open chance. $1,000. Send your pennystockchaser.com jingle to jingle at SiriusXM.com. Jingle at SiriusXM.com. That $1,000 cash prize, that's from Penny Stock Chaser. Go to pennystockchaser.com for the free daily stock alerts and notices. Mm. Uh, here is Rob. Rob in uh, Richmond. You're on a fez. Hey, guys. How's it going? Yeah. I think I can sum up loss pretty quickly and pretty easily. The whole story is nothing but a story of manipulation, primarily of John Locke by the nemesis in order to kill Jacob. For whatever reason, I'm not sure, but well, if you look the, at it from that point of view, it kind of sums up everything. You would say that except for Jacob always wanted Locke on the island. Jacob also wants all those same people on the island. And if you're going by this, the man in black can't leave the island. From what we we heard last night, right? So Jacob had to bring Locke there for these uh, things in the in to take place. So Jacob had to be a part of the Man in Black's plans. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And also, how would you you know? It's not just about Jacob because, I mean, like, what what is Jack's purpose? I think that's like the big question that we're going to, I'm sure they'll answer. It seems like they should go back and, and answer why everybody was involved in this. And one of the things, if you remember the first season, you would just get like a Jack show, you mm -hmm. would get a fucking Sawyer show, yeah. whatever. I think that the thing is going to start and end up that way. Yeah. I'm, what I'm, hearing. I'm glad. I, honestly, there's nothing that they can do to take a wrong turn for me. Well, for me, I think you've got to answer the questions from the first season, not the questions from this season or two seasons ago. You've got to go back and answer all the central first seasons, and that is, why are those people there, and what are they supposed to do? <laughs> you yeah. know, And once you get beyond that, the rest of the stuff is just details. But those people seem to be picked out of a hat and put there on an island. Yeah, they Why? were chosen. They must have, like, specific skill sets. Like, you know, Jack's a surgeon and Sawyer, you know, I mean... He's a con man, he, whatever. He, he, like, uh -huh. he, he's, we, remember, Sawyer was willing to kill Locke's father. But if you go back, Jacob was, in, you know, meeting some of those people early on. Yeah, when they were children. Yeah. So they... It, it isn't so much like, oh, they bring something. It's fate. Fate plays a gigantic part in this story. And this is, you know, this specific crew of islanders. I mean, we learned from the season finale of last year, you know, there was that old pirate ship and, and the guy, uh, the man black saying, why, why are you bringing him here? Again. Again. Which is going to happen again. So, so it's we, been we, going we've on. Done this many times. Yeah. And for some reason, they don't get tired of it. They're just like, whatever. <laughs> like each group was going to bring another chance to find the loophole. 
or each group. I think gonna... that's what they were. I thought that's what they were shooting at. Well, not, no, not for Jacob. Jacob is the one bringing him. Yeah, he doesn't so want J- the loophole because I don't know. That Maybe. could kill him. Well, yeah, it did kill him. Right, it did kill him. But does it look like his life has changed ever in any way since he's been dead? I guess you not. know it hasn't really <laughs> changed what he does. You know, yeah. physicality doesn't seem to be such a big part of his life. That's what I thought. It was strange to ever even make them physical beings at all. Like the first time that we see Jacob, he's cooking a fish and eating it. Yeah. How come? If you're this spiritual thing that goes on, what do you need this nourishment for? <laughs> That's a whacked out fucking show. But, <laughs> it's you know, great. You don't sit around talking about friends like this. <laughs> no. I think uh, I, but I do, to go back into it, of the people that are the most interesting, I find Ben still to be one of the most interesting parts of it. Yeah. And the fact that you can't say in his own way he hadn't been completely obedient. I mean, he's honestly committed way more to the island than any of the so-called good people. He's way more committed to the island and what it could do to Jack right. than Jack ever was. And and going back to Charles Whitmore, people have been trying to take that island away from Jack, uh, from Ben or having the island given to them away from Ben. Well, again, Ben shouldn't own the island. If he's really a servant of the island... Your your faith gets fucking ruined as soon as you're like, this is mine. You know? Yeah. Maybe the guy in the black eyeliner is, you know, more of a pure servant. Right. Because he's not trying for for leadership roles. Richard. And who's to say that Whitmore is less important than any other fucking character? I mean, the only way to look at this whole thing is the thing that most of the survivors are of complete importance. To what's ever going to happen. That's the fucking weird deal. The show is going to be go down as the best drama of all time. Or the worst. No, the best. We don't know. We don't know how it's going to end now. They have to. They get fucking Sopranos this ending. I mean, that's the only way to to screw it up. 15 episodes to go. (sighs) I'm almost depressed, though. I feel like Bruce Jenner, you know? It's like, I want... You are the Bruce Jenner of TV watching. (laughs) I don't want to watch the end. Yes, except for then you have another stupid show that you become obsessed with. Can't, nothing so you know, will be as good as Lost. So I'm, I, it's ruined right, hold on. for me. Lost is now your favorite TV show of all time. I came to the conclusion last night that it's bumped Sopranos to num- number two. Drama. Drama. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite drama of all time. I thought it was a comedy all these years. <laughs> I thought it was a comedy when the guy fucked his own sister. <laughs> And I love Sopranos still to this day, but Lost is number one at this point. Um, Unless a new season of Sopranos happened to start tonight. Brad, you're on the Run of show. Hey, boys. I think the reason they showed Jacob fishing last season was to show a tie between uh, Jesus being a fisherman. Um, All right, but Jesus wasn't a fisherman. He was a carpenter. (laughs) No, fast. Yes, Jesus was his position. He was a fisherman of men. You're the Bible expert. He was a fisherman of men. Well, you wouldn't be a fisherman of men. You'd be a fisherman. Yeah, he also uh, teach a, uh, give a man a fish. He'll eat for a day. Teach a man to fish. He'll eat for a lifetime. He fished. That was not Jesus who even said that. And he told the disciples who are already fishermen, he said, Someone. I'll make you fishers of men. He told the fishermen that now they'll be catching something else other than fish. And then he told Eddie Fisher 
<laughs> you should get. I know you're married right now. Go get Elizabeth. She's ready for you. Um, Fez, remember that uh, email I sent you this morning? You said you checked on. I yeah. got even separate ones now saying that. All right, I'll keep checking. Said it came on um, right after O and A. Okay. Today. And I don't know what who would have done that. Do you? I mean, it wasn't us doing that. No, it wouldn't have been us. It would have been, you know, out, an outside um, entity. Yes. Uh, Matt, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ron. And I was thinking, I was watching it last night, and that first hour was the intro where it kind of went back through the characters. I've never missed an episode, and I was so confused. I don't know how anyone could try and catch up to it. I watched the recap show, and uh, mainly it's because Ben Linus narrates it, and it just sounds so good. Uh, his point, though, Fezzi, was, are you caught up? Do you feel like you get it? And I don't think you have to be. You know, people, uh, you want this show to come fast and furious uh, for you to sit around and try to figure it out with your friends. Um, and what's your hurry? Right. Like Dave said, you get the rest of your life. And You're not just sitting there watching a sitcom. It's a little different. And nor do I want all the um, answers. I don't want all the mysteries solved because I want to be able to go back and watch it on the old DVD. Let's face it. The show became better with its contribution from the Run of Fest show. Yes. Michael K. Vaughn. Brian. Brian K. Vaughn. Michael K. Vaughn is dead, Fuzzy. He wants no part of that. It's Brian K. Vaughn. He's done a masterful job. Unbelievable. Uh, we'll break here. We'll come back and we'll play uh, some of this stuff that's going on to see who's going to be the $1,000 winner of the Penny Stock Chaser contest. It's a run fest show. So back to school's coming up. I was it is. And I remember the year that I decided I wasn't going to take a lunchbox anymore. I wanted that bag lunch. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. It cost too much money to get the small brown paper bags for my lunch. Well, instead of getting the small bags to put my lunch in. My goddamn lunch. A lousy peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a bruised apple. Didn't have those. Ended up taking my lunch to school in one of those giant grocery brown paper bags. A huge, huge Wallbaum's paper bag. So it just looked enormous and ridiculous. Now let me guess, in those days, did your mom used to call you Opie? Because that's his story. Small brown paper bags. 866. Uh, Ron Zero Opie. That's Ron and Opie. So, Tom, what is it that you do? I, uh, I write greeting cards. Tom could be a really great architect if he wanted to be. What made you go from one to the other? I guess I just figured why make something disposable like a building when you can make something that lasts forever? A greeting card. I can see that you Ron Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, what a weird uh, life I live here at Sirius. So, um, the boss is waiting for me as soon as the break ends. He says, come here, come with me. I go down the halls with him into this little studio. Zooey Deschanel is in there singing. Dude, she's unbelievably great. Unbelievably great singer. And all I'm thinking to myself is two things. Number one, 
she should have played June Carter in the Cash movie. It would have been a hell of a lot better. And two, uh, what am I doing here with Zoe Deschanel singing to me? And how do I make this work somehow? How do I keep <laughs> this going so this doesn't end at this second? And then one of the interns runs down. Spots are over. Bez did both his reads. And I'm back to this reality. It's almost like Lost, where I have uh, two different realities. How'd she smell? Huh? How'd she smell? Fantastic. Um, say this, like if an angel put on a little bit of perfume. That's how she smelled. Good God. And the, I go, can I go get the guys? And they go, uh, no. They both badmouthed 500 days of summer. You did not. You treated it the right way. So you fucked up again, Hicks. Life sucks. Yeah. Why don't you learn to go along a little better? <laughs> I wish I would have known about this. I liked her performance. Too late. What did Liam say to you? No, you weren't invited. No dice is what he said. Um, everything is uh, working out perfectly because Rob Cross and I are so close now. What happened with you and that mix, Fez? I don't know. You were supposed to be the guy out there running uh, uh, in front of me, making sure stuff doesn't happen. But now Rob Cross and I, best friends, watching the Super Bowl together. Hopefully, Zoe will be there with us. You're watching the Super Bowl with Rob Cross? A big part of the, your problem, Fez, is you don't know about restaurants. The way You don't have that shared experience that Rob and I have. You don't love music the way Rob and I do. And that's how you miss out on the cool things. Yeah, but I thought I could still be friends with good friends with Rob Cross. It shouldn't put me on the outside looking in. You're on the outside looking in right now. You've become a problem. Whatever this fuck up with sales is, still has become a problem. You're not meeting with them the way you used to. Um, I I go down there and it's like it's been hit or miss in like the past week of catching who's in there and who's not. Yeah, guess what? It's miss. It's not hit. Um, they have problems with you. They have major, major problems with you. Hopefully I can sit down, discuss it with Zoe, and off we go. Maybe Rob and I can do something about it, too. I don't know. I always thought you were the favorite. Instead, I am. All right, Ron and uh, Fez show. Fez, you said you had something that you were upset about the Today Show did. Yeah, this is uh, the Today Show's Ann Curry. No, who's Ann Curry? She is the woman who does the news on the Today Show. Oh, that's her name? Yeah. All right, so her name isn't uh, Chinky Chinky Chinaman. Nope, not at all, not even close. And I'm it's... calling my brother because he fucking put me in the wrong direction. It's Ann Curry. Now, she got stuck. Is uh, Was she the one uh, that uh, sang um, Sweet Transvestite? No, that's Tim Curry. From transsexual Transylvania. Completely different get it, people. Get it. Well, she was great in that. She wasn't in that. She's on the Today Show, Ronnie. And her name isn't Chinky Chicken Chinaman. Nope, it's Ann Curry. I am going to send off an angry text to my brother. <laughs> mm hmm. Be back in just a sec. All right, probably a good idea to get that straightened out. Now, Ann Curry. Got stuck in an elevator in a uh, building not far from this one, in the New York Times building. Uh huh. Well, I think 
And what happened was there's video of everyone stuck in the elevator. Well, everybody has a phone. Right. So, I mean, it's so the Today Show showed it. Uh, they, uh, Aunt Curry, I think, had it on her Twitter page. It sounds like you're saying Aunt Curry. No, it's Anne. Anne Curry. So, All right, well, that's a great story. Right, but it's, you know, I'm thinking if the, then they were in the elevator for a long time. Right. B- because I, I, they, days? Not days, but long enough where one of the, one of the Twitios, had them all sitting on the floor in the elevator with their coats off in a pile. So they were there long enough to sit down. Yes. Mm. Where When you get into that position... You don't normally do that in an elevator ride. You normally it goes too fast for you to take your coat off and sit down. You are correct about that. Yeah, you're going to be there for a while if that happens. And I'm just saying this. If I'm, I have a fear of the elevator, if it breaks down, yes, tweet for help. Text for help. But there is no reason to start immediately putting a camera on somebody stuck in an elevator. Well, don't you think it would at least make the time go a little faster? Like, uh, if we had Dave with us, we could suddenly be doing trapped in an elevator twittios, and we'd have something to work on rather than when you think we're getting out of here. You'd be, you know, creating a little fun. I like to immediately go into uh, Philadelphia Phillies trivia. When if I'm on a site like that, I like to go. All right, let's have a little fun. Make the strip go a little better. I think I think trivia is fine if that takes your mind off of it. But if someone starts filming me panicking in a stuck elevator, right? When I'm tr- when what I really want to do is crawl in the corner and cry softly to myself. It's not appreciated. <laughs> well, you can still do that, but it will be a twitio. Yeah, I don't want to be on. I don't want to be all over the internet and the Today Show, stuck in an elevator. Not and only, you know, and you know that would happen. Not only are you going to be on the internet, but also the outer net. You're going to be on both. See, everywhere, absolutely everywhere. I don't see this as. I, I don't you see my point though? Is passing a little time with it. Yes, I mean, uh, that may be fine for one person, but it really becomes a whole group vote at that point. I think. When you got that many I think people you, stuck, you would do a you you what you're afraid of is people seeing you panic. Yeah, but I don't think you would panic if you knew you were on video. See, I think this would make me panic even more. I eventually, what would I think? You know, I would try my best to maintain until the rescue crew got there. And but the knowing that someone was right, holding there's some, everybody in the elevator. Now here's the good thing about it: it looks like they had plenty of room. What you don't want is when you don't have plenty of room. It's very interesting how they all leaned against the wall and left the empty airspace in the middle. But this is no, if you look at it, it's no different than being like in a, like a Piper Cub airplane. You know, you have about the same amount of room. Yeah, if the Piper Cub just quit moving and stopped and stayed in the middle of the air. Now, I think the really bad things would be not so much the elevator being stuck, but if you're in one of those deals where you're in a complete blackout in the city, and then those people don't know how they're getting out or whatever, there's a fucking nightmare for you. Remember the guy that, uh, there was a video released of a security video of the guy stuck in an elevator for like two or three days, and he showed him just opening the door and pissing and just chain smoking? But you know why? He didn't have a Twitio to send out. Exactly. If he had a Twitio, he'd be fucking safe. They would have sent the fire department. Your problem is this, I think, Fuzz. You're planning on the panic. 
Uh, yeah, I would expect, uh, I know it would be coming up. It would be boiling up. It, it's there on the surface anyway, just on a regular elevator ride. Right, but do you understand that it's kind of what happens in that situation is a fantasy? You're right. Like you're thinking to yourself, what would I do if this happens? You really are in control then. You really can start and fantasize a little bit about handling it better. You don't have to think, oh, I'm going to go right into panic. You can think, I'll die hard this motherfucker, which I always think to myself, how did die hard fucking be able to start manipulating things around? Somehow he even reprogrammed the elevators. I don't know how he did it. It's very handy. Uh, Jimmy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Go ahead, hey, Jimmy. Yeah. Hey, buddy. I was just curious. Uh, would, if you got trapped in an elevator long enough, Fezzy, would you start eating people, result of cannibalism, start a little fire in the middle? Uh, I'll say this. I eat think it was between the 27th and 30th floor today he bit my elbow while you were eating your morning hot dog. <laughs> it seemed like we had been in there a while. Why did you eat a morning hot dog? Well, what happened was... Morning uh, nitrates? Uh, yeah, Polly the intern had gone out to get me some breakfast, but he had some other errands to run, and it just the breakfast just didn't get back in time, so I figured, I need to get something in my stomach, I'm going to go just go grab a hot dog. All right, we have interns, and you send them for breakfast every morning, right? Mm -hmm. You walk through Rockefeller Center every morning. Why don't you stop and get breakfast for yourself and save us a little manpower? Well, I mean, I didn't realize that it was going to be such a... I thought everything was on schedule today. Even on schedule. You're using up the manpower of an intern every day to get you breakfast when you walk through Rockefeller Center. You could easily grab yourself a morning breakfast. Where's he getting his breakfast from on a daily... We go to Lenny's on uh, 48th and 6th Avenue. All right. Uh, pretty much where you're... Get you get off the elevator. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you just grab it? I mean, I can do that, but I just I thought it was going to be here, and then it got too late, so I figured I'd need to eat I, something. I, I, I just want to look at this from a business point of view. We only have so many people. The show's never ready in the morning. People are always running around doing stuff. It's a fucking nightmare. Phones weren't set up today. Why not grab your own breakfast? Then you can save that kid to do some of these other jobs. I mean, that, I think that's what I'll have to do in the future. Why will you have to do it? Because so that it gets done, so that I get my breakfast. Does he get it at all, what I'm saying? Even if the I'm kid was sure. perfect at getting your breakfast. Right. We have a very small staff. One of the staff members has taken 45 minutes out of his day, which would be five minutes of your day. Right. But, I, you know, I thought that was just also part of the job description. The job description for us would be how do we use people the best we possibly can to get the show off and running. Since Earl, that's always been a problem. So here's a chance to save 45 minutes a day. Yeah. One of the things that we talk about nice. is not just doing the same shit over and over, but actually looking at it and see if it works best for us. Hmm. Makes sense. It just seems like a lot of fucking time build up when you're already walking past that. Right. You walk past Lenny's, <laughs> get in an elevator, come up here, and then say, "Where go get my breakfast now? Here's what I want." <laughs> uh, I just uh, Paulie actually just sent me an email. It's, it's related to the elevator stuff. Yeah. The guy that was that um, got caught in the elevator for like 41 hours. That was in this building. 
You're kidding me. No. The video that was all over the internet, whatever, a year right. ago. That was the McGraw-Hill building. Unbelievable. <laughs> that was in here. Have you ever seen that before? I've heard about it. I've never had the nerve to watch it. Oh, it's fucking horrifying. It's horrifying. It makes me claustrophobic. 41 hours in one of these elevators. Yeah. Which are shaky to begin with. Uh, Patrick in Virginia, you're in my face. Hey, how you doing, Ronnie? Hey, if I was trapped in an elevator, I would, uh, I'd jerk off. Um, yeah, well, you might do that anyway, even if you weren't trapped in the elevator. Uh, Joey, Long Island, you're in my face. What's up, boys? Hey, uh, Fez, on that, on that Twitio, did you happen to uh, hear anybody talking about jerking off in a steam room? <laughs> did not hear that on the Ann Curry uh, elevator. Elevators seem to play a very big uh, part of you. Yep, McGraw-Hill Building, <laughs> New York City. That's us. Oh, that is insane. <laughs> we ought to try to find him. He's still working in this building. No, he uh, freaked out and uh, never got into an elevator again from the story. Why wouldn't he? Oh, that's scary. Oh, I don't even want to watch it. It's fucking hideous. Oh, it's, uh, it's too much. <laughs> and just oh, trying geez. the buttons over and over again. He's trying to... Helplessly trying the buttons. And this is like 99. Oh, he just opened the door. <gasps> He's crawling up on the fence now of the thing. Oh, he was looking for the trap door. Obviously that you can't use. Here's just John. Hey, guys. Yeah. Uh, my friend is the one who took the video who was trapped in the elevator for an hour and a half with Ann Curry. Um, he used uh, PegShot, which is his startup, to do all these videos and send them out to everybody while they were trapped there. Oh, yeah, because he is a social, whatever you call it, thing, right? Yeah. Social meeting person or whatever. Yeah, I'm reading that's what it's about. So he was part of that, and this turned out to be really great for him. Yeah, I actually saw him right after that um, at a party, and he was telling us all about it and how he was trapped there and after an event and sharing it with everybody so and everybody now, knew what was going on. And now it's worked out great for his business, I take it. Um, I don't know what impact it's had overall for him, but I mean, the fact that Ann Curry's now talking about, you know, what he did there is definitely helping him. All right, that's really, really cool. And Fez, this could work out for you. You could be this guy trapped for 41 hours and then everybody knows who you are. Yeah, now I'm wondering, would I want to be trapped, if I had to be trapped in an elevator, would I want people in there or by myself? Because I would really think you know what everyone's taking up the air in here even if it was just one other person so you'd like to be alone i, I think i want i think if i was trapped you, like, you, I, I would have to do it like this guy instead of like ann curry well ann curry had <laughs> you know people twittering and they got out this guy was disconnected from the world oh, that's his big fucking problem yeah Oh, this is a nightmare. This like is on. very unsettling now. Like, the fact is, our fucking building really infuriates me too, Fez. I know. It's just ridiculous. I had no. I had heard about this guy, never had the nerve to look at the video, and had no idea that the first words on the video are McGraw-Hill Building, New York, New York. Uh, all right, John. Good to talk to you, buddy. 
All right, have a good one, guys. Peace, my man. So fucking ridiculous. And here's the thing. Looking at this video, they show cameras from the other elevator cars that are working. There should be a notice that goes out that says, you know what? We've got one of these cars stuck with somebody in it. If you are taking one of the elevators, you're doing it at your own risk. Dude, obviously they don't know the fucking guy is stuck in the elevator. <laughs> They'd help him. They wouldn't just be going around their day. Uh, Tam, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, boys. Yeah. Fezzy, you ever get stuck on an elevator like that with a bunch of guys? It's a good time to show your toenail collection. Oh, my Could God. Wait about half an hour. Oh, my God. I'll be yanking them off at that point. Either that or just ask people to fucking, if you can smell their feet while you fucking jack off on the floor. I'll be biting through those toenails. I get stuck for 41 hours on one of these uh, elevators in this building. Ronnie, Georgia, you're on Run of Fez. Yeah, guys. Uh, could you imagine how much of a nightmare it would be to be stuck on an elevator with Fez? I'd have to beat the shit out of him within the first 30 seconds. Ronnie, try to imagine this. You're stuck in with them four hours a day, five days a fucking week. And then he wants to come over to your house in the Super Bowl? No fucking way. I feel like I have 20 hours of stuck fucking radio every goddamn week. No offense, Fizz. <laughs> None taken, Ron. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Chris Stanley, you've had a lot on your mind lately. What's going on with you? All right, uh, we talked. I think we talked about it recently, but Empire Magazine has now officially fucking said that Batman and Robin is the worst movie ever, and it even be, it beat out Battlefield Earth by like three to one, and just shittiness overall. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, we all know that. We all know it's a really bad movie. Everybody who's made it is sorry, and there's not more we can do about it. Are they really uh, sorry? One of the. Uh, one of the rumors coming out of the Super Bowl week this week is that Reggie Bush has been getting fucked up in a different nightclub every week. Does this make you worry about the Saints, Dave? Yeah, it does. Re they need a strong Reggie Bush performance. They need it. But I don't know if partying four days before is a bad thing. It may be exactly what he needs. Four days is, is a lot, though. I mean, you, you know, I understand maybe going out on Tuesday or Wednesday, but don't let's not do it every single night of the week. Tuzak was out the night before, and he did fucking great. <laughs> yeah, no, there's been, you know, people who have done well. You know, apparently the A5 Bears were going out and getting Oh, hammered. were they? I didn't know that about yeah, them. Yeah, well, McMahon says that they were fucking getting absolutely annihilated and then would, like, see the Patriots, like, heading home for curfew and would mock them. And laugh at them and yeah. be fucking pussies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So sometimes the hair does beat the tortoise. <laughs> Is it where you one way or another? I think, yeah, I think it's a bad sign for the Saints. I think it's where they feel, we got here, that's enough. There's like a feeling of contentment there. I will We're tell you this. in Miami for the big game. No one's going to see Peyton Manning out fucking <laughs> no. doing the Latin hustle 4 o'clock in the morning. No. Just any of the stuff you've seen coming out of Miami for uh, press week here, the Saints have seemed a little bit too smiley, a little too jubilant. I got some good news for everybody. I just found this out. Just John is now the four-square mayor of the Ann Curry uh, elevator. Oh. So I don't know how he got that or how that whole four scare thing works out, but it's really cool. That's nice. He's going to be running things there now. Twidios are definitely used just to, you know, pass time. I mean... Fez, when you watch the Lost thing, does it freak you out about the planes? 
Oh, yeah, that is um, the plane scene where the thing just comes apart, like they show at the beginning. It's... I think it's one of the most crazy, I what I imagine to be realistic-looking plane crash scenes with the guy just hitting the ceiling, the end of the plane, and those people falling out. John, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, buddy. Hey, Fezzy. Yeah. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is the worst movie ever. Batman and Robin doesn't even hold a candle to that badness. Um, it's a, it's a pretty bad one. John in Fort Lauderdale, you're on Ron and Fez. Hey there, buddies. So, um, I was out at, uh, one of the best restaurants down here, Moderano's, on Tuesday night. And, um, the whole Colts offense was sitting there eating dinner. They're chugging down beers, all the offensive linemen, Saturday, all them, going outside and smoking cigarettes and coming back in, though, the whole time. They're offensive linemen. They're, 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 they're how, how much, how, yeah, how much they got to run? Two yeah. feet? <laughs> Peyton Manning, though, sat there the whole time, stoic, never cracked a smile. He's ready, boy. He's ready to chuck that ball downfield. Go AFC. Go Colts. Dan Marino, best quarterback ever. Oh, how many Super Bowl rings does he have? None. <laughs> Zero. Take that back to fucking Miami with you. Jason in El Paso, you're my fez. Hey, I was watching a uh, show on Showtime about a Call year ago called I'd like to say Cocaine it. Cowboys. Yeah. And they were talking about it was the the big time dealers and movers down in Miami and I can't remember which which Super Bowl team it was from the Steelers. But he was talking about the night before they were getting gacked out of their minds. They went out the next day and won the game. So I don't know how much impact the party before the game has on it. Um yeah I there's no reason that both these teams, the guys who party will be partying and the guys who don't party won't party just like real life i don't know if you want to just say i party before every game but this week is important so i'm not going to that could throw you off mm -hmm. it's almost like when people come in and show prep fucking um their their time on the air if you don't do it before don't fucking do it you know right if you're the kind of guy that can just sling be a gunslinger sling that motherfucker curtis you're running first hey ronnie they need to stop having the uh Super Bowl in Miami. There's just too much temptation there. I can see it right now. Reggie Bush is going to be that one player that, that every year blows the vibe, the vibe for the team and they end up losing. So where do you want to have this thing? Salt Lake City? <laughs> have it every year at a place where the guys can't drink? I think that's part of it. Can you handle yourself that week? Can you handle the pressure? We were talking about that with Bruce Jenner today. It was really a matter when once he got to the Olympics... He needed to see that first race to see if he was going to, if his mind was going to perform as good as his body. Yeah. And once it did, he's like, I got this fuck. If you're ready, you're ready. There's something to that. You know, Peyton Manning can well, never be Well, he had too his ready. body ready. Yeah. You know what I mean? Peyton Manning's body is prepared. Is his mind going to be prepared? The chances are yes. It will be, but you Drew know. Brees. His body's fucking prepared. I don't know whether you saw that thing on him going against an archer that's online. No. He hits a bullseye more than a fucking archer <laughs> with a scope. That's awesome. Way more. Wow. Way more can hit a fucking bullseye. So he can do it. He was throwing 10 out of 10 and hitting the bullseye, four of them being directly dead fucking center. So th basically hitting the bullseye of a bullseye. Jesus. So he can do this. Can he do it in the game? 
millions of people watching, all the pressure, one game was not. That's why these games are so unfucking predictable. And why, yeah, you sometimes have a, a big blowout. Not this decade, though. This decade's had great games. Well, let's put it this way. You have a guy like Eli Manning who probably shouldn't have had as good as a game as he had. Yeah, I mean, he was on a tremendous playoff run as well. You know, the, the three games before that. That's the interesting awesome. thing about it. Why suddenly was he a pressure guy? He was yeah. having problem with pressure in the third and fourth games of the season. He, Why during that run did he fall into whatever zone that you need to be in? There are certain players, you know, Derek Jeter. And, and, and you're one of them. Don't take yourself out of this, Dave. Oh, I've listened to Sam and Dave show. Thank you very much. I've heard Sam choke Thank up. Thank you. Do you um, think of yourself as a pressure guy? I'd, I'd, I'd like to think so. In other words, like... I, I, Hicks, do you think of yourself as a pressure guy? Uh, I think it could go either way. Really? Yeah. You think you can crack under pressure? Yeah. Fez? No, I am not a pressure guy. Nope. And there was, there's been times where I've wondered, you know, like if an actual physical emergency happened, how I would respond. Yeah, and even close calls, or what I thought was close calls, no response. Well, let's go, uh, you, you just, uh, you cave under that. Yeah. How about sh show style, bringing out the fess? When you really need to, are you a pressure guy? If you were say, hey, you know, Mel's listening to the show today and he's going to judge it. Would you tend to have a good show or a bad show, knowing that? Um, that would, oh man, that's pressure. I... I'm being honest here. I think I might end up having a bad show. You make me want to be f partners with you all the time. <laughs> you, you. <laughs> I disagree with Fez on his own diagnosis. Um, anytime we, he's had to do it's the stripper pole, the fucking thing at when the, our last live gig, last you, live gig, and if you look over at. Um, the last weird thing that he did, I thought he was, when he was the Blue Man group. Avatar, it was great. Yeah. But he doesn't see himself that way. And you realize that the pressure guy has to say, yeah, I'm good in pressure. Yeah. Not be good in pressure. Want the but ball. But he has to know. Yeah, he wants the ball. All right. Where you could have said to Fez, do you want somebody else to do your characters? And he'd go like this. Yeah, maybe better. <laughs> Even though we know that he could do it better than anyone else. I think the only way to fucking see how you handle the pressure is that 41 hours. <laughs> 41 hours trapped in an elevator. But let's look at that guy. He's trapped in the elevator for 41 hours, right? Mm-hmm. He made it. That's the fucking thing about it. No matter what way you look at that, that was a successful run. Nothing awful happened to him. Yeah. It's no worse than if you checked into a hotel room for 41 uh, hours <laughs> and... Uh, then didn't have food. Of course, it would drive you crazy, but you'd make it. It's not life or death. Uh, Danny, Ron Fez Show. Hey, boys. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, why don't you uh, talk about pressure? Why don't you uh, go on outside? Have, it, have a cigar for yourself. Why don't you check out how everybody does under pressure without you? Uh, if I do that, I ain't coming back. So oh, okay. The challenge is on. Let me grab my cigars. Uh -oh. oh, I don't think this is a good idea. And bid you all adieu. All right. I do. Uh, um, Hicks, is there any way that you could check on a spot that ran between us and ONA? Yeah, I could go into a log and uh, see what what happened with that shirt. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so, and I've already checked in on it, and I'm having people change it. 
It, it was what they said? Yeah. Who was behind that? Do you know? Uh, I believe someone in production that's not associated with us, our show. So an agency. Unbelievable mistake to make. I, yeah. I don't. It's fucking crazy. Unbelievable mistake to make. Should have just left it to us. Um, Kevin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, buddies? Yeah. Hey, uh, I had a question for Fezzy. How did you handle the pressure of moving from Florida to New York? And why don't you just do whatever you did to handle that every day? See you. Why, why would that be pressure? Oh, he's already gone. I don't understand how that would be pressure. Do you think that's pressure? Making a move up in the world? I think see that as excitement. I don't understand why some people see certain things as pressure. Did it feel like pressure for you, Fez? I mean, there was little things that were pressure. No, nothing with the job. I mean, but, you know, like, you know, making sure I'm home for the cable to get hooked up. I mean, that's, you know, stressful and annoying. Yeah, I don't know whether I would put that as pressure. I mean, yes, that is definitely annoying. It's the little things in life that are a problem. But I don't know if that puts pressure on you. Yeah. What's, what's going on over there? <laughs> no, I he, we're trying to find out about that spot. He's just making me chuckle. Um, Why was he saying? Why can't I be part of it? He's just, he's doing these, God damn it, motherfucker, shit's <laughs> nulty character. Well, yeah, because we made a fucking spot for it, and it's fine. And then it had me being paranoid about, was our spot for it? Bad or wrong. Yeah. And then we, but, we had a Doug and Kenneth. But I want you to say that out loud. Let me hear the Doug and Kenneth. Okay. Let me hear. Now, you, you gave this over to the boss and he turned it down? Um, no, he, he, he accepted it. Uh -huh. it's, it's in the rotation, but it should be the only thing in rotation. You don't like that it's not out there by itself. Correct. The Doug and Kenneth characters are really getting big. I get emails about them all the time. Oh, really? I've never heard them because they happen during the commercials right. and I don't like to listen to commercials. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. We don't even like to like you to hear our characters. <laughs> um, so, Doug and Kenneth is the show that you do on Saturday nights. No, Ronnie, that's uh, just uh, characters that Pepper and I have cultivated. Um, we do um, we we use them for promos, and that's it. All right, let me hear Doug and Kenneth. I take a penny stock and I slice Get my it. tomatoes. What the scum shit are you doing? Oh, well, Doug, I'm writing a jingle for the Beats League's jingle contest for PennyStockChaser.com and the Ron and Fez show. My song smells like Tell sausages. Tell me the rules, Kenneth, you slippery cunt. Okay, Doug, all you have to do is write a jingle about Penny Stock Chaser. That's 45 seconds or less, and you can win $1,000. Faster, Kenneth, you're an illegitimate fart baby. All right, Doug, and then you email it to jingle at SiriusXM.com and you'll be good Kenneth, shit. Kenneth, you shitball sack of cheese. The promo's over. Oh. That's how your promo is supposed to be done. Now, I don't understand why you don't just call those Dave and Hicks. <laughs> <laughs> those are characters. <laughs> those are characters that Nothing we Nothing like our real relationship. <laughs> Doug and Kenneth, right? Much different. Yep. I'm Kenneth, and uh, Pepper performs the part of Doug, who has a lot of anger problems. Lives Nothing too. like Pepper, you know? A lot of anger and outbursts. Much like bros before hoes before that. Uh, the guy who complained earlier wrote back to say he feel he must apologize for coming on like I was whining. It's not his intention, just curious. Hmm. Whatever. I don't give a shit. Oh, Jesus. Just got a video. 
Video or it's video? I took your advice, but this is not the kind of fun video you want to say. Uh, this is the... This is... Uh, he's having an episode today. But we're going to... That was great Oh, my advice. God, his little sad eyes. So we're going to be showing... I'm going to email that right to the to CHOP. Right at three. All right, so Ronnie B finally gives us some advice that's taken. That's good advice. Good. Medical but, advice at well, that. Well... All I said was, why don't you twitty over the kid when he's choking? And then Dave goes like this. <laughs> this is what's so funny about Dave. <laughs> I was the problem is, is you know, the people can be so cruel and they'll leave a lot of bad things like, your kid's a faggot. And I'm like, no, not for the general public, but for the doctors so they can see what goes on. Yeah. Right, let me up. say it again. Okay. Unless there's a shorty award for saddest twitty-o. God, his little eyes are just so sad and he's choking. So, uh, I'm even more nervous when nothing comes out. That's the one that's scarier. Oh, God. Oh God. Is so, that what you have there? Yeah. Uh, I see a lot of phlegm. Oh, he is? There's a lot of phlegm, I didn't yeah. Catch the ending of it. Uh, so we're like, you know, it's. Well, a giant melon, though, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, he's, you know, we have big heads. Big McDonald's. McDonald's head. definitely have large heads. Yeah, we got that from uh, Patty Cakes. All right, I'm looking at this. Looks like there's an army man lodged in there. You no, gotta be careful. No, no, no. He's not eating his toys. He's too young. Have you checked that? I've asked about the allergy to the dog. Well, stop trying to fucking steal in and try to be like the hero like I obviously am. Because <laughs> just watch me basically leave you in the dust and your stupid theories. And my thing is Twidio for the doctors. I don't know how I came up with it. I just decided to go for it. There's a hero If you look oh. inside your heart Dave, uh, I'm glad that I could do something for you and the baby. You. I don't want to fucking be worthless like Fez. Yeah. I want to do things that stand out. I mean, obviously, a lot of people like Fez, all they do is take. Right. Let me give a little. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, he's got a lot of phlegm in there, uh, Dave. Yes, well, Fleming. that's, yeah, it's, it's it's not good. Ah, poor guy. Him and his giant head just choking away. And then the daughter's sick today. Poor thing. And I feel like Strummer's on her way out. She's shivering a lot lately. Really? Good thing that's I not make, good. Good thing I didn't make that purchase. Oh, uh, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. I could have gotten five Gs. <laughs> <laughs> I well, do love that dog of yours. Most people's dogs I don't care for. You got a great dog because it acts like a baby that wants to be held. <laughs> right. Now, your new characters, uh, Terrence and Philip, do you think they're <laughs> no, going to take off for That you? is not. Doug and Kenneth, and uh, yeah, they're going to be huge. We even did a promo uh, if, um, you know, like say you guys don't have a promo, a daily promo, if you're uh -huh. ever sick or something, Doug and Kenneth did a promo to fill in for Ron and Fez. I'd love to hear it if you have the uh, Terrence and Philip. I Doug love them. Doug and Kenneth. Ron and Fez. Kenneth, what are you doing now, you jizz fuck? Well, I'm fixing my bicycle, Doug. It has a flat I don't tire. give a fuck about your bike, you corn suck cum fart. Well, how come you ask me about it, Doug? Because I, mean, I can, Kenneth. The Ron and Fez Show. The Ron and Fez Show. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Immediately following Opie and Anthony on the virus. Sirius 197, XM 202. So if you're ever out, you know, we'll just put, put that right in there for you. Bernie, you're on Run Fez.
How come Ron Bennett can't get the Bennett Cup? Why would I want a faggoty cup like that? <laughs> they want it. Yeah, I do want it, sir. And what's that tell you? In in real life and on the show. And Dave wants to fuck his shoe. What Dave, <laughs> and no offense, no. these other fucking ham and eggers strive for every day, it's embarrassing to me. What, what do you mean? I saw Fez eating pretzel runs off the fucking floor <laughs> yesterday. After I, saying, I could never do such a thing. <laughs> Seconds later, he's eating it. <laughs> Fez will come in here and stab me like Jacob one day. <laughs> I understand that. I would never do that. Unless someone else told you to. That would be painful, though, you know. By the way, that uh, preview, uh, the promo that you had there? Yeah. Shit can it. Oh, really? Hey, did we get that other thing? Was Liam able to take care of that other thing or no? No, I couldn't find a copy of anything. Because I'm like, why don't we get something by Zoe fucking signed? And he goes, well, we can just use that other shoe. I have Fez already fucking gendered that. And he's like, no wonder Sales has a problem with Fez. <laughs> that used to be your thing, Fezzy. Yes, I know. But with the shoes, that's two prizes in one. Do you realize A-Rock doesn't go through you anymore? No, I didn't realize that. How do you not realize it? We've been discussing it throughout the day. He's going to the boss asking for stuff. And is the boss over there saying to you, Let's get those promos on today. Because he was with me. We'd like to get those promos going. Uh, Jeff. Jeff, you're on Run Fez. Yeah, hey, Ronnie. I just wondered, does that fucking Kenneth have a secret? Um, they all do. <laughs> this should be called Ron and the Secret Show. Kenneth is very straight. He's just very small. He's a small guy. Doug's his bigger, larger friend. Uh, Jacob, you're on run first. Jacob. Hey, hey, what's up, man? I was calling to uh, check on your kidney stone. Uh, there's no fucking such thing. All I had is I took a piss, got a pain in the back, and Fez blamed it on kidney stones. None of it turned out to be real. Which, I guess, Fezzy, you like to make a leap to what's the worst possible thing. Well, I was just really going by the symptoms that I was hearing about at the time. I know my mind will wander, you know, if I find a lump or something, my mind will wander to something cancerous or tumors. Well, a kidney stone is neither. Um, Sunday, the big halftime show, The Who. The only problem here, Dave, is that we've seen The Who do these songs at so many major events. Yes. Anyway, they can surprise us. They can surprise us if they give us... Well, no end twistle to give us Boris the Spider, but that's one I'd like to hear. Yeah, Here's what I'd like to hear. Anywhere, uh, anyhow, uh, yeah, anywhere, anyhow, you know, that's anywhere I choose. Well, so you're saying the only thing that they could do is just go really deep in their go playlist. Go to 1965 who? What about this? Is, could someone come out and sing with them or play guitar oh. with them? They're not even known for that, though, right? Some bands no. are known that people can join. Yeah. Let's say the uh, the Allman Brothers. Right. If the Allman Brothers come out, you can you feel safe that somebody from country or rock would walk out. The Who are not known for that. I mean, unless they go for Eddie, he's the only one I know who who sings with the Who from time to time. But you know, that's it. Like I've never seen. And is that even shocking, surprise anymore for Eddie to come walk? No, it's out? not. Um, yeah, they they. 
what they need is... And, and I mean for Eddie to walk out anywhere. <laughs> yeah, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Well, yeah. But when you're known for that, right. it kind of makes it less special. Right, yeah, I see your point. Um, you know what? If they played the uh, a quick one while he's away medley, that would be something that we haven't seen since Rock and Roll Circus. You know, that would fucking be a home run. Yes, for the hardcores, not for the general public. You got to remember, mm. you're doing this for the people who don't own a lot of deep tracks. They don't even listen to deep tracks. Right. It's just it's so good, though, you know? I understand, but it could be lost on the, on the public. I think they're going to struggle with this one, particularly following uh, Springsteen last year, who is nice in the middle of the road, and everyone <laughs> is going to get a kick out of him, whether it's Grandpa or the children. Everyone's like, well, there's well, Bruce. I mean, Bruce is the new Beach Boys. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. About, well, that's not a bad thing. Beach Boys are a classic American band. Yeah. But, but um... You know, they'll hit those, you know, won't get fooled again chords at the end. And that still does get you pumped up a little bit. It's just not... It's been done at so many major events by them. Well, yeah, they I did just worry that, about them for this. They did that live. I don't even know if we've got an, a big band left to do the Super Bowl show. I was thinking, um, I think you could get, give Green Day a Super Bowl halftime. I think that they're very big. They are worldwide since they're uh, since American Idiot that mm -hmm. that made him an international band. They're and they are American, which you don't need because right. who's British? I'm going to give you Green Day. Green okay. Day could do it, and they they go through a, a, a lot of different ages and stuff. People, get. yeah. Who else we got left? I think you could go if you're going to go to the classic rock thing. You could give it to an ACDC. You know, people know those I, songs. I just don't think that you're getting beyond that regular thing. Well, I think we've fallen into this. Maybe what we all we need to do is something like a boxing match. Instead of a song, uh, we're going to give you a quick five-minute boxing match, <laughs> and it'll cool. be over. I know Conseco said he'd like to fight Herschel Walker. It's not real, but who doesn't? who would go away? Watching Herschel Walker knock the living fuck out of Jose Canseco. That would be fun. It's also something to gamble on. But you know, we, we got into the rock thing because we were bored with bands. Yeah. We were bored with up with people. Now I think we're getting bored of rock. Well, maybe you don't go someone who's so conventionally rock. Maybe you have like a Beck who kind of can funk it up a little bit. That's great for me and you, but people need to know the person. Everybody well, he needs plays loser at the end. Everyone will know that. Not everyone. Oh. Not everyone's listening to AOR. I don't think Loser was a big top forty song. I'm sure he didn't play a lot on country. Yeah. Um as for Conseco, that guy is such an asshole. I and I just find him to be a despicable rat who has ruined baseball. I mean, if you're gonna do it right now, you'd probably do black eyed peas since they yeah, seem to be everybody's that. thing. And the Lady Gaga seemed to have owned the other night, huh? Yes. Her and Elton John. What oh, Elton John! He's never done it before? I don't think so. Isn't he gay, though? <laughs> yes, yeah. he's gay, but that shouldn't keep him from doing the Super Bowl halftime. Did you just say thou? That shouldn't keep him from doing the Super Bowl halftime. Did you say that? I thought I said that shouldn't. No. It's, uh, I got confused. <laughs> it did sound like I thought you were doing biblical stuff. But it sounded more impressive with thou. <laughs> uh, Joe, you're on run a fez. Joe, we got you, buddy. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I'm right here. Hey, how about seeing Van Halen at the halftime? They want to yeah. play together. Even again? 
After uh, the last tour? I don't know. It's, there's always problems between Eddie and... Unless you're talking about Sammy, but... I think the only way you give Van Halen a Super Bowl shot is with David. By the way, the only way I would do Elton John is be, uh, with Billy Joel. Because I felt like you've already made that the big fucking show now. Yeah. That would you be know? sensational. I don't think Billy Joel's done it. So if Elton and Billy Joel want to go out there with those two pianos facing each other, fine. But not separately... <laughs> Because your fucking shields and yarn now to me now, you two pricks. You give them on on you have their pianos on each other, and you have George Thorogood walk up on the piano. Why Thorogood? And play like uh, some because he deserves a shot. Yeah, because they don't they couldn't pick Thorogood out of the lineup. <laughs> That's a bone. <laughs> they Look don't an know American them. Classic. They're fucking piano boys. <laughs> I'd rather have Tulsa's own Leon Russell come out there. <laughs> How many years? Maybe we need to hear Delta Lady. Maybe we need Leon Russell's Delta Lady. You know, he is from Tulsa. All right. That's somebody. I have, By the way, I have a friend who just likes his own zip code. And if I find out he likes anybody, I know that he must have been born near him. <laughs> oh, well, no. We bring back Mad Dogs and Englishmen. Basically telling us that the who's going to go deep. No fucking way. Pinball Wizard will get done. Bob O'Reilly will get done. I know that will Won't get fooled again. Will get done. That'll end it. And that ne that leaves you one more fucking song. And you're probably a toss-up between my generation and who are you. It's up to you. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. But one of those two songs will get done. If not a medley. Oh, 
also for Wendy Girls. Just loving it. Loving it. And she's living on Tulsa time herself. So bet on it. There was not going... This is the fucking Super Bowl. It's like doing uh, The Tonight Show in 74. You don't get the fucking improv. Yeah. Freddie DeCordova is going to go over the entire set and know it syllable for, for syllable. By the way, did uh, Do- Zoe Deschanel say anything nice about me? She said, who was that guy staring at me? Uh, I, I think Liam might not know. I, he was, he's dealing with her. I can find out. Don't even bring it up. Fuck it. I don't even want any fucking part of her now. She's no. a fine singer, though. No. Fine singer. I love that lady. Well, why don't you come down with me? I wasn't asked. That's right. I'm hoping Magic Bus makes an appearance. Or the Seeker. Well, you can't <laughs> have it. Yeah, they're not going to do either one. They're not going to do either one. My dark horse is you better you bet. That'll be there. That will be fucking hysterical. <laughs> I That's my will, dark horse. I will fucking uh, send you a text that says thanks for ruining the Super Bowl. <laughs> if they do that song. <laughs> it's a fun song, no? Is it? Yeah. When I say I love you, you say you better. You better, you better. It's you terrible. Oh, please, don't even. This is what you got into, like, that weird, like, early 80s happy Pete Townsend, like this, and let my love open the door. Uh, John, John, you're on, uh, on Ron and Fez's show. Hey, The Who playing halftime on CBS, they're just going to do all the CSI songs. I wish they would actually even bring out the fucking stars of each CSI show. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yeah! <laughs> That'd be a great way to fucking open it up with each CSI guy doing just a little sketch. <laughs> How embarrassing the world's turned into, isn't it? And then maybe do some other CBS theme songs. And while that's happening, you could win one of Bruce Jenner's shoes. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go over what we have here. And this is for the first ever Twitter Super Bowl trivia contest. And if that isn't bigger than just John's fucking friend... Being stuck with Aunt Curry? Come on. Come on, John, even you. Even the mayor of Foursquare has got to agree that that's pretty goddamn good. Uh, Jerome Bettis side football. Come on, people. Signed by Bill Cosby. The essential Weird Al Yankovic, signed by Weird Al himself. Pair of Nizzers, signed by Eastside Dave. Uh, some Ron and Fez stuff. Including some of our sponsors, Fez. I want you to get a hold of uh, Stephen Stringer and see what he's got for us. And the flowers, people. All right, I'll talk to proflowers.com as well. Do you want me to go down and do that now? Because it seems like I'm the one expected in meetings and to get things done. I will take care of it. I don't know. Uh, here's Mike. Mike, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. You're the shit, man. Yeah, I am. So hey, listen, I got one. Jeff Tall for halftime show. Right, what are we going to do after we get past Locomotive Breath? How oh, come on, man. Life's a long song? Aqualong? No, yeah, you don't think. You've got to have grown up like with MMR and YSP, am I correct? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Tall <laughs> has never been out of Philadelphia. Tall is always as big as Philadelphia <laughs> as he always was. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome 
Look at me, I'm wearing leotards. Standing on one foot with white makeup. In this world, Shakespeare's still alive. Gentlemen, we are Jethro Tull, and let me just say, Hello, Philadelphia! <laughs> 25,000 people still going crazy. We are finally living in the past. For real! This goes out to Wendy, girl. Let us rock. No, no DJing. Absolutely no Jethro Tull. In the shuffling madness of the locomotive breath. The all-time loser. Up on one leg, please. One by one His woman and his best friend In bed having fun Remember when you could get hash really, really easy? Big fucking bricks of it Just fucking bust it off Yeah, then you will play air flute Won't stop going, no, it don't slow down Put it up there, Dave. Let me see the air flute. You already got the beard for it. Maybe that's a wacky twidio we could do for you. Just dress you up as tall and have you play air flute. <laughs> <laughs> just really get it. <laughs> no, he just stays on the one leg. It's just up in the air and stays there like a fucking flamingo. Perfect. What do you do with his hand? The hand goes up because he's fucking classically trained. Holy mackerel. <laughs> well, he's the minstrel. He's the minstrel in the gallery. All right, enough of this shit. Seriously. <laughs> I know. It's, it's fucking dreadful. But go over Reedy's house. That's all you're going to hear. Fucking Reed Brothers are probably still playing it every day. All right, we got a break here. Uh, we'll be right back in a couple of moments. Uh, and we do. Dave has a major announcement, and we've been holding it off uh, the whole show. But a major announcement coming up from our own Eastside Dave. Oh. Run a fed show. I shouldn't be. A fiesta? It's tonight, right? It better be. That ball drops. I'm going to grab a slut, and I'm just going to pee in her butt.
What about Bowie for a halftime show? Hicks would love it. He'd love to see the man who sold the world. The thin white duke. We don't deserve that. Ziggy. All right, this is the Ron and Fez show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, I just saw this for the first time. What is this uh, sign about here? There's a sign that said, this is Opie and Anthony's gold rose from Steven Singer. It is not to be removed. How do they get such professional signage done, first of all? Um, I, I think there's a. I think they have a connection, but they are so entranced with the uh, Steven Singer gold dip roses mm -hmm. that they just want. It's like part of their decor now. They just want. They think this it's beautiful. And they want it to stay forever. Yeah, exactly. So it's like they're they're just obsessed with it. Well, can I say this? And I don't normally comment on the stuff the sponsors make. So this is actually beautiful. And. Um, See their face? And in the case of, of Anthony in particular, it fits any Italian's decor. It really mm -hmm. does. See, they're fascinated not only by how it looks, but the whole process. My only beef with this is I don't like the way it smells. It doesn't smell very rosy. Well, that's very nice. But as beautiful as that ro rose in the vase in the middle of the console looks, mm -hmm. the sign takes away from any beauty. I understand that you don't want somebody to mistakenly clean it up and throw it in the trash. But, you know, we do have Steven Singer to send other roses if that doesn't work out. If something, God forbid, were to happen, um, the sign that doesn't exactly help out, I don't think. Although it is in red and yellow. We don't normally go in that direction. Who's uh, responsible for their signage? Opie and Iraq. I, they I they both will sit together. I believe Opie gives the font. orders to Iraq. So Erock. Opie does the okay, and then Iraq runs it out. Exactly. Sets the typesetting. I believe Opie gave the commandment, and then Iraq mm -hmm. did, you know, the dirty work, as it were. Well, Iraq may be the last man on the planet Earth. I mean, he is just a throwback, just a 1930s, two-fisted uh, kind of guy. Yesterday, I'm on the bus. And Why doesn't that fucking, uh, fucking surprise me, strap hanger? So it's, a seat opens up. It's a crowded bus. I'm standing there. Now a seat Was it a magic bus? Because that could fit very well into the Super Bowl. It wasn't a very magic bus. No, not even close. But there's an elderly woman next to, on one side of the seat that just opened up, and I'm on the other side of the seat. Now, I gave her a couple of beats. Maybe, you know, about five seconds time. If she wanted the seat to take it, I went ahead at that point and made my move and sat down comfortably on the bus. Now, should I, I mean, should I have stayed up and just left that open for her anytime she wanted it? Or does, or does that rule apply? She's got to make her move, too. Uh, I don't know what this elevator, bus, escalator. I don't understand your transportation worries but normally in the case of an elderly woman we offer ma'am mm -hmm. so it isn't a matter of getting there first even if you're sitting down you would say ma'am would you like a seat so frankly if you want to play the angle the gentleman angle it's her seat anytime she wants it not a matter of I gave her eight seconds now do you have to be a gentleman 
No, you do not. You can rush over and take the seat. And it seems to me, in this scenario, you wanted the seat. You wanted to sit down. You needed the seat. Yes, I did want to sit down. Why bring it up to us later? Well, just to see if there are any rules of etiquette on that. You know the rules of etiquette. If you're sitting down and a woman comes into a room, particularly an elderly woman, you offer your seat. Doesn't mean that she has to take it, but you offer it. If we're all sitting around here watching a movie and a woman comes in, you say, please, take a seat. I'm going to find something else. That's what a gentleman does. No, it's not a law. Mm -hmm. You don't have to give the seat. But I think what you're looking for is, I did something against society, a la bad boy. Everybody tee off on me. <laughs> Am I wrong when I say that, Dave? No, I don't think you are. Fez now, must know that. He's been on the planet now for 71 years. I'm so he adult. knows the simple rules of etiquette. Right. He may choose not to follow them. It's a modern society. You don't even have to follow them. But you're asking what would a gentleman do? You already know. There's not an eight-second law. That went in yesterday with you eating a pretzel rod. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now she saw the seat. She saw the woman getting out of the seat. So, I mean, she knew it was open. Right. What she didn't want to be is steamrolled. But you're asking what is the perfect etiquette thing to do. Right. Is to offer and be turned down. That would be if you wanted to follow etiquette. No. You don't have to follow that etiquette. You could go over put your ass in that seat and live with it and be happy with it. But don't bring it up later for everybody to tee off and tell you that you're an animal unless that's the character trait you want. I sometimes wonder if these things even took place at all. <laughs> the elevator stories you hear, the interactions with repairmen... That all takes place. I don't know it's if it does. It's all real, Ron. The, the, the doorman whose name you've been... I've never seen people outside of a sitcom world struggle with basic life questions. That certainly like leads the league in squabbles. But normally you would do this. And I'm going to just I'm play out. You don't even have to bring it up. But if Dave was the old lady. Right. I'm you... That's the empty seat. Mm -hmm. Before I went to it, I would just put my arm out towards the seat to say, you're welcome to have this. Let her give a, no, I'm fine. I'm getting off the next stop. Whatever. And that moment is done. 24 hours later, I wouldn't have to be wrestling back and forth. <laughs> the little black devil on one side fighting with the little white angel for control of my soul. See, I didn't think I needed to do the gesture because she had seen that the seat had opened up. Then why bring up the story to us? If you are absolutely correct, why bring the story back the following day? Kevin in Kentucky, you're on the fence. Hey, Roddy, I think you need to check uh, Fizz's blood pressure and uh, check to make sure he's been taking his meds because he's fucking talking bad shit crazy today. <sighs> yeah, maybe he's slowly getting into his new meds. I don't know. I'm not going to bring that up at all. Scott and Philly, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, of late, Fez's new confidence, I think, comes from turning into an old Jewish lady. No offense intended to nice old Jewish ladies. But he, why not act like a man and stop bitching about everything that happens? 
Uh, I didn't know I was bitching. I thought I was just being curious. What are you curious about? Was that five-second thing, uh, the, the, the time that I took to take the seat, is that a proper amount of time? Well, let's go over this. Uh, when you were a young man growing up, did you ever hear from men, remember, after five seconds, the seat's open. You don't have to worry about women. Uh, in five se seconds, you get it. Did that rule of thumb ever occur to you? No, I never, that, I never got told that. So that wasn't the basic etiquette that you were taught as a young man. So there would be no reason for you to think in your head that that rule applied or meant anything. You were always told, as a young person, give up your seat to an older woman. Period. Yeah. Or, of course, you also hear uh, elderly relatives are coming. You're going to sleep on the couch, not them. Give up your bed. You ever have to give up your bed before oh, Dave? Absolutely, of course. They don't even have a couch. I usually wouldn't have a couch to sleep on. Just I, uh, on the floor. I gave up my bed one time when I was sleeping in it. I go, hey, your uncle just showed up. Get out of bed. <laughs> Fuck, really? <laughs> and then the other thing was, and don't tell anybody your uncle's staying here. <laughs> He's going to be here a couple of days in your room. Hold up. <laughs> I would have cousins put in my bed with me. Um, yeah, I bet you did. Uh, Bob Rochester, you're on Fez. Yeah, I just had a, a quick observation. Mm -hmm. uh, you just said a minute ago about the uh, devil and the angel looking over your shoulder. Mm -hmm. The angel's white. Why's the devil got to be black? Well, I mean, you saw this. Isn't it... Go ahead. Isn't the, devil, isn't the devil usually red? Uh, well, if you've ever noticed, even last night in the Lost episode, which um, a couple of people panic and email me and say, don't talk about Lost, I haven't seen it yet. Tough shit. You have to see it on Mondays, this, I mean, on Tuesdays this year. You it's have like to the, see it live. It's like the bus seat. Hmm? I thought you were... You have a certain amount of time. <laughs> What's he mean? I'm not sure. I well, thought you were going to say the but Super Bowl. But I also did the spoiler alert thing. Yeah. I gave a, we're going to be talking about it. We'll talk about the Super Bowl on Monday. I'm sorry, mm. but loss is that important this year. I'll also say this. Smoke Monster's a dinosaur. It's true. Regis was right. Have to watch Hanks, it. are you going to watch this when you get home today? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab it, yeah. No problem. I'll be watching it. Grab it? <laughs> It's not a show you have to bootleg. <laughs> he does. He I bootleg it anyway. Who cares? Need to. It's free. He even bootlegs his fucking commercials. Uh, Adam, you're on Fez. Yeah, I think the old lady was doing the polite thing by letting the old queen have the bus seat. Look, I understand completely about people who, you know, a TiVo show. I didn't watch Dexter all year. I stayed, I stayed away from any Dexter talk. When I did watch it, I was just as fucking surprised as if I saw it live. But I knew better that if people started to listen and talk about Dexter, get out of there. Yeah, be done. This is, this is ABC. And I even told the guys, anybody who wants to call about Dexter, wrong shoulder calling. <laughs> I told that to all the kids when they were uh, working the phones earlier. I'm like, I haven't seen it yet. I, I got to catch up. Now I just finally started to get into Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I don't know whether Sweet D's dead or not. I have no idea. If it comes up, that's my own fault. Never seen it. I want to one of these days. Sweet D could have been beat it, beaten with a hatchet, for all I know. Oh, my gosh. 
Don't know who that is, but it sounds bad. Isn't it? Um, here is uh, Jay and Richmond. You're on running Fez. Hey, boys, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm curious. Uh, Fezzy, would you have stood up if you were actually sitting in the seat when that lady walked on the bus? Um, probably, I mean, if, uh, yeah, if the old lady had wanted the seat, I would have given it to her. That's not what he asked. He says, suppose you're sitting there on a bus. Old lady comes on the bus, you offer your seat. Yes, I would do that. Well, then you're in the same exact situation. All you had to do was lean over, say, would, would you like it? When she says no, then you sit down. That's if you want to follow the etiquette. Again, you don't have to do that. Uh, it's up to you, either way. The fact that you carry it, worry about it the next day, is the odd thing. Tony, you're on running Fez. Damn right I'm going to sit my fat ass in this seat while you stand up, the old hag. I'm strong, confident Fez Watley. Strong, confident Fez Watley. Uh, the thrill of the internet. Uh, I probably um, need some strong, confident Fez Watley backup music in the future. and I'll, I'll play some of his stuff. And I do want to know who Strong Confident Fez Watley is. Because these things are pretty well written. I have a theory on that one. Who do you got? I think it might be Bruce Jenner. All right, let me move on from your <laughs> fucking stupidness. Uh, a lettuce wrap gives me the nutrients to entertain two continents. What's on today's ditch digger menu? Exactly. I'm Strong Confident Fez Watley. <laughs> Sorry, I'm unable to appear on your podcast. Talking to myself would represent a regression in my therapy. I'm strong, confident, Fez Watley. <laughs> uh. Hi, Doc. Open-toe open shoe season is soon. I want to live to the fullest. Let's solve my minor feet issues. Strong, confident, Fez Watley. I appreciate your gift. Thank you for being a fan. However, your gift is no guarantee of our friendship. I'm strong, confident. Fez Watley. That one makes sense. Because it was aimed at Jeff? Mm-hmm. That's the stuff you could be saying yourself rather than reading it on the internet. The food in this restaurant is so good, I will honor our night by coming back in three days with other people. <laughs> Strong, confident, Fez Watley. Family, I'm glad I can be there for you. However, I also need my own space to have some peace and blossom. I'm Strong, confident, Fez Watley. Music is the soundtrack to your life? Good for you. Hooray. The dark night six times a week suits me fine. I'm strong, confident. Fez Watley. Gas expels naturally from the human body when sleeping. An educated person knows this. What's your excuse? I'm strong, <laughs> confident. Fez Watley. A stent is not a disability. It's a door propped wide open to let the love flow from the heart. I'm strong, confident, Fez Watley. Hmm. Hmm. Tom in New York, you're on running Fez. Fuck you, Ron. I hate Ethan Hawk. I'm strong, confident, Fez Watley. Oh, is that right, Fez? Fuck me? Okay. <laughs> I didn't Fine. say that. That uh -uh. guy did. Yeah, but that's what you're thinking when you hear that. So, okay. It's on. Where's my coat? It's no, nothing's on. Yeah. It's, it's getting really chilly in here. Really? Uh, I am more, more than fascinated 
with the writer of Strong, Confident, Fez Watley? I think it could be Mo. That's a good one. Yeah, that was my real guess. It's well written. It's exciting. But here's the interesting thing. Somehow, someone got it to Kathleen from the Bronx on her Twitter. I've asked her before, who is this from? You know what I heard back from her? Nada. Zilch. Right. Bronx law, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. I see nothing. Wow. Bronx law. Yeah, I have a feeling it's Steph Nelmo. It's somebody, obviously, not only more together than Fez Watley, but funnier. Hmm. Somebody who has a sense of self and can pull this off. Uh, Matt in Buffalo, you're on Ronnie Fez. So what if I fellow patch kids until my mouth bled? Suck my dick and I mean it. I'm strong, confident, Fez Watley. All right. I don't think uh, strong, confident, Fez Watley is the same as hideous, cruel, ignorant Fuzz Watley. <laughs> That's why the writer of this is much better. The writer of this is a strong, confident person, not an asshole, not a bully. Right. Not yelling at someone to suck their dick. Right. That's not. That's like a rapist. Really. How is the bridging things between Fez and Jeff coming? Is it coming along? We no. moving there? I don't think there's any much movement there. Can I... Shut that file and consider it all taken care of. Probably not. Another job well, well done. You, you could, but you know. I like to think is I like to think uh, things is all wrapped up nicely. Yeah, and the and the world going on the way it's supposed no. to. No. Mm mm. Somehow I'm uh, I'm I'm angry. Somehow Jeff's mad at me. By the way. Really. <laughs> when See, did this now happen? he's just starting stuff. Like he did with me. Since I bring it. I bring up the 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 feud between him and Fez. Well, what, why why would I do that? What's what's my angle? I say, well, we 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 always talk about. Well, our you friends. were listening to the podcast, yeah. and you text me about it. Yes, and it wasn't like. And frankly, I was a little. Uh, I I felt let down by Jeff doing that because I thought, well, come to Ronnie B. You and I go back ten ten years with you know. I don't have the same hate towards you. Fez obviously does. I, just want I will also to get say this. I don't think Fez has ever shared that hate with me or you. Has he? No. That he had for... So that's why I don't think it existed till moments before. <laughs> no, I was incapable <laughs> of keeping it to myself. It wasn't bothering me either way. But when you ask somebody a I'm point of question... I'm strong, confident, Fez Watley. You're going to get an answer. <laughs> well, I wish Don't everyone... ask the question if you can't handle the answer. I hope you and Jeff get along. That's all I'm saying. Everyone's my friend. That is true of you. But he came up with a good point. If if you ask somebody a question flat out, yeah, do you expect an honest answer? I'm going to say no. Most people don't. I guess he didn't. Well, you're right. Most people don't. Expect. If someone says to you, is my breath ripe? They want you to say no. Everything's okay. They don't want you to say, go eat a fucking barrel of Tic Tacs <laughs> and then stay home. Hmm. Uh, here's Jason. Jason, you're on the Run of Fez show. I'm terrified of the five-second rule, but I'll eat a bunch of donuts covered in ants. I'm strong, confident, Fez Watley. Yeah, you don't have the voice for it, my friend. You know, the ant thing was an accident. Uh, that don't, Those donuts were eaten. All right, lights off. Oh, shh. What All happened? Right. Just the lights what? are off in the building. All right. Hicks, uh, why is it this black? How come the 
Emergency lighting didn't even come up. I fucking, I don't know. Well, I, just I, stay in your positions. Fezzy, you okay? Not really. Just stay in your position. I want to find you over there. Lights are off in our building right now, which isn't a sign of anything bad, Fez. Right. It just means... Holy shit. Couple of seconds, I'm sure. Uh, but you can do a show out of total darkness. What's really weird is we have so many uh, lights. Like, if we were on the outside of the building, you would be fine with it. And All right. There we are. Back on. And there uh. you are, turned away from your microphone. What you want to do is turn into your microphone, and then you can stay in contact with me. <laughs> right. I just... Uh... No idea where I was going. No idea where I was going. The lights just went completely out. So they went out. Check on it. It's nothing. No plane hit the building or anything, right, Hicks? Doesn't look like it. Probably a breaker. Yeah, I'm sure. Circuit breaker. And I'm sure that everything... <gasps> the rose is gone! All right, that's really weird. Was that there before... It had to be. The vase is empty. Dave, did anybody touch that before the lights went out? I, I no. I didn't see anyone. I. Uh oh. That's really fucking odd. Which I don't even know. Was it still there? And O and A had even left that sign. Uh huh. That they want to keep that rose where it's supposed to go. Maybe we need a quick call to security. It's gone now. I can call Mars. Why would you call Mars and tell him, hey, there's things here you can't fix like every other day? And he's not the, security. The, the deal with Mars is those guys came in and fixed our door with a little WD-40. Now, how long was that door like that? Oh, it was we went through, I think, a couple of weeks of not being able to move the door. The day they came in with their oil can <laughs> was the first day they heard about it. I'm kind of scared right now. Don't be scared of anything. We're all here together. All that's... If anything, I'm sure it'll turn up. Look under some yeah. newspapers. Right. Was anybody in that area? Near that? Not that I'm aware of. It didn't get thrown out with anything. Well, nobody was here but us. Yeah. And did anybody see it before the lights went on? I mean, I know I saw it at the beginning of the break. I'm sure it'll turn up. Wait, there's a note that's left in the bottom of the vase. There's a note there. I'm not even going to touch it because I have no idea what it says. Why don't you just alert security? And that's the end of my show. Donk.
watched it for a little while. I love to watch things on TV. Harry, Mark, and John. Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday to Thursday with Harry, Mark, and John. Satellites gone up to the skies. Things like that drive me out of my mind. I watched it for a I love to watch things on TV. Satellite.